Alright, ladies and gentlemen. I think I just have gentlemen listen, <laughs> listening to most of this. I'm on it. You'll get a lady or two. I'll get a lady here yeah. and there. Okay. I'll take it. Ladies love cool George. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Construction Ahead podcast, you guys. I'm here with none other than one of the Game Boys with... One of the one of Buddy Systems' very own George Ferrito. How you doing, buddy? Aloha, aloha. I'm I'm uh, I'm okay. Little uh, little more anxiety just because it is it's election election day. day. Yeah. Um, but overall, no complaints really. Is how Pretty. do you feel? Like how do you feel? Like is because uh, I haven't. I I got home and I stayed home probably like around two or three. Today. And after that, I did not leave the house. What is it like out there? Well, coming here, I saw maybe a group of like eight people right around the corner from me uh, with Trump flags, just, yeah. just waving it. And like, I'm all for support your guy, but like, don't you have anything better to do? Like- right. I, I I would I always think this is like how the, okay, you obviously made up your mind. You know who you're voting for. Why do you have to rally? What yeah, for? I don't know. What for? Like we under, I get it. You you chose your candidate. Like I, it's not gonna make your candidate win more if you're out there with a flag. Yeah. And you had to buy that flag, you weirdo. Yeah. You know. It, I I think it's. I think it's just identity politics. It's it's something that people can rally behind. It's it's an it's an image. Now, I don't remember who I was talking to about this recently, but it's it's easier to react to external uh, stimulation Mm -hmm. than it is to look inside and fix that, you know? Okay. So if you're a piece of shit, you know, regardless of what side you're on, you're going to be a flag flyer. I've never really understood the flying of the flag, especially when it's in, like, a pickup truck because then, like, my pet peeve is when you have a really, really big pickup truck and I can tell you don't use it for anything. I know, right? Like, Like, what? Like, when they're lowered and they have gigantic rims, it's like, what are you going to... Like you're gonna, you're not gonna haul shit. Yeah, yeah. Just, and then when you put yeah. three flags back there, I know you're not hauling. Yeah, shit. yeah. So I just, I'm, I guess, I'm, I'm old school like that. Like if you're gonna buy something, buy it for its utility. You know, I'm, I'm not a big like, oh, that's cool, let's buy it. Maybe it's just because I don't have that kind of money. But well, that's exactly why I didn't ever get it because I wanted to get a truck before I got my car. Yeah, and I was just like, well, one, I'm a dad. I can't fit a baby seat in a truck, really. Yeah. You can, but it's like, I mean, the car's it's already... inconvenient. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not a construction worker, you know? So it's like, there's no reason for me to have a truck. Yeah. It's more I'm expensive. The taxes on it are more expensive, in case no one knew. Yeah, it's heavier. Yeah. I'm not opposed to a truck, but I am the kind of person that, like, if I have a truck, I will help people move. I will get supplies for things because like yeah. i want to do stuff to my condo you know there's right. there's things that i need and i'll go get it in that case mm-hmm. and even so like i have a an xp right now a scion and i i bought it specifically because i knew we were gonna have to haul speakers we were gonna have to haul equipment i was gonna have to put those seats down and use it to haul stuff so mm-hmm. i didn't just buy it because it looked cool it does look cool and i think it's a fitting car for someone like me exactly but yeah. Yeah, um, it goes with you so. it, it, I, I use it <laughs> that was my biggest fear of um about losing my job is because i have a pretty big card note it's like 400 bucks or some shit um i met a dude that had a bigger card note than me i bet like he had a an infinity g380 or some bullshit like that 
I don't know the exact car, but it was nice. And we were talking, and I was like, how much is your car payment? And he's like, <clears throat> 700 <gasps> Jesus Christ. That's rent for some people. Yeah. And that's just your car. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, well, he lives with his parents, and she's a very nice guy. Mm. Um, is he listening? Uh, maybe. Okay, I'm going to tell him to listen before I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> you should drop, yeah. like, your, uh, yeah. your stickers right before you leave. <laughs> you know what's what's cool about... about um, like well, I'll fill in everybody. I'm 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 gonna lose my job, <laughs> you know. And it's it was my my thing, you know. Like it it was my de- it wasn't my decision, but it was my choices that led me to lose my job. And I now I have to live with it. I I you know? I, I, I I told you this before. I like your perspective on it that mm-hmm. you're being optimistic and you are taking responsibility. But there is a, like forty percent of that is not your fault. Right. Right. Like one, there's other things involved, and two, just the circumstances with which you may or may not lose your job over is yeah. more of a systemic problem than it's, it is your choices it is um it's policy is what it is yeah it didn't it doesn't need to be like that and i come i 100 disagree with it because dude honestly we're in the middle of a pa- pandemic right now you don't think people need to find outlets you know yeah and it's perfectly fine for me to have a weekend of drinking mm-hmm. and then at work if i'm if i because they made me take a breathalyzer test as well zero 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 you know because it's like i'm not gonna drink on the job and yeah. shit that's too obvious <laughs> that's yeah yeah so like i was completely con- coherent when the accident happened you know i just hit another forklift and it was a small bump i did chip the shit out of the back you know and um but yeah it was it's an electric forklift or a propane uh forklift? propane it was uh, clamps. Ah, Actually, yeah. I was a fucking beast too. I was a beast. I was really good. As a matter of fact, at that work, they were they were like, "Damn, we got a good worker on our hands." Yeah. So when they found clamps out, are tricky, dude. Yeah. Like they, that yeah. takes like you can drive a forklift, a regular uh, fork forklift, yeah. and and you know be okay with it. But with clamps, when you're lining up boxes, boxes that don't aren't full you know yeah. light boxes like that takes yeah. a delicate touch we would we would move appliances oh. so it was it was just like i was just ripping into it and yeah. awesome it was good like i liked it dude because i was actually really good at it I, I like things that i'm good at yeah you know and as nerdy as it might sound i was actually really good at at you know at my job you ever fuck around in one of those riding pallet jacks yes those are my favorite those are cool those are amazing i, I actually <laughs> really like the the reach trucks you know the oh yeah 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 those, i like got those re- cherry pickers I, I learned well not the cherry pickers but the reach trucks where it's like it's a stand-up forklift oh you know yeah yeah so like i learned how to drive one of those there and i became a beast at it so when when a lot of the like my lead and all those people found out that i got into an accident they were all like damn we're gonna lose like a really good worker you know and i i mean that that flattered me a little bit but i i got to meet a lot of really cool people there you know i think honestly like i'm gonna sound like a bitch but i did cry you know because it wasn't because uh because i've been there for seven years but it wasn't the job it was the people that i met like i i've met and learned a lot from a lot of people that that i've worked with i i seriously like um i was giving a a co-worker a ride because he lived like five minutes away from here and his truck broke down and shit like that i was like yeah i'll give you a ride we became so cool with each other and and like we've had some of the most deepest conversations together like on the way you know that so i i never wanted to ask him for gas money or anything like that because i was like i feel like you're paying me with company yeah with company relationship with com- camaraderie yeah you know um and yeah that's now that's over 
Yeah. So it, that's what sucked the most about it, you know. For sure, for sure. Like, um, I, I guess I'm just a bartender, but like the restaurant I worked in, it, it's. I only love it so much because of the people. Right. Like I've worked in yeah. shitty restaurants. I've mm-hmm. worked in a restaurant where it doesn't feel like a family, but I got lucky in this place that I work at that management is probably the best management team that I've worked with thus far in my three decades of life. Yeah. Um, but the people uh, just, it, it's really what makes or breaks a job. What's really, sure. what's really cool about when a lot of people found out, what happened and they were asking me like are you gonna be all right and i'm like i'm probably this is it you guys this is probably the end of the road um they were like damn we have to go to to that open mic that you to that show that you run dope so chances are we'll look have, at you getting <coughs> accidents to look promote at your, your mic i know right <laughs> this is the one way to get fans is to make people like you <laughs> but here's the thing they're like like that's one thing that i learned about myself that i'm a very likable person when people get to know me you know, and I think that has to be that could be something that I can maybe use on on stage. Mm-hmm. I just have to compress it within five minutes and and have people know that they can like me and that I'm, I'm a likable person and then move on to making them laugh. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily <coughs> compressing it into five minutes, but more just being your genuine self. Yeah. You know, being yeah. a um, maybe not your everyday self, but yeah. your, uh, the the mental projection of how you see yourself like, like the matrix like of course there's technique and there's um joke writing and making sure you you, there, you figure out a set but you know in, in, the longer i do it i don't know if those exist yeah <laughs> i don't know if there's technique yeah. i don't know if well there's i don't i don't know if techniques or technique is the right word to use but there's tricks i guess there's a craft to there's it. There's a craft to definitely. it. There you go. There's definitely there's 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 things that you can learn and there's patterns that you realize and because you know that when you're when you come up with something that's funny or something that you think is funny, you have to make it funny all the time. You can't just be like, oh, this idea is funny, you know, because you you present that idea in just premise form. You don't got shit, but if you can present it in joke form, you could use that over and over and over again, and it's gonna be funny, right? You know, like. <clears throat> whoever you might see like frankie has his setup and punchline jokes that he's he's memorized and he knows how to do them and i have my jokes that i've memorized i know how to open with my you know with the best material that i might have at the time you know and um one of the things that it's it's kind of hard to learn new things right now simply because there's really no place to work anymore mm-hmm. like there's no place to work out i mean when when you got when everything was fine you guys were running almost five mics and shows yeah you know like that was crazy it definitely it was, was but it was useful and i, and I credit because i i had gotten a gig at the ice house uh courtesy of dave mcnary mm-hmm. i never got to do it but i got the gig yeah you, you knew know? you were you know you're good enough to get that but the reason i got that good is because i had a lot of practice and i had a lot of practice because uh the buddy system because you guys <clears throat> were able to get venues to be on your side for the most part you know there were, i'm pretty sure there was some times where they kind of had to pull you to the side and be like yo what's going on um, not as often as you'd think really you know but maybe, it's happened before right maybe early on before we really had a direction or a purpose but um i would say that for the most part venues are very appreciative of the things we bring and i i think as small business owners they respect what we're doing 
Yeah. And so they give us a lot of rope. Unfortunately, they do have a customer base that yeah. not necessarily comes first, but is louder in terms of voicing their opinion than we are because we're not trying to make any waves. They're more important because because without us, they'd still go, you know, like that. We're not drawing them well, there. Yes. When you look at the big scheme of things, but if you think about certain venues that gave us their slow nights and we yeah. filled that place up, you know, call yeah. it a Tuesday, yeah. and then you go there on a Tuesday without us, that place is dead. Yeah. They're losing money by, yeah. by paying it. So, yeah. you know, we are just as important, but we're there for a different purpose. And we, I would say, and like comics in general, because they go to someplace with an objective in mind that they have a little more leeway. Like, they're not going to go to the owner and be like, hey, your customers are really disrupting the show. Can you tell them to shut the fuck up? Yeah. But the customers would be like, hey, they're really ruining my pancakes right now. Can you tell them to shut the fuck up? So they're just louder. They voice their opinion sooner. Yeah. yeah. So it sucks, but, I mean, it kind of forces all this, all of us to be good. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't just go up there and be like, hey, uh, hey what's up, faggots? Like, we all learn that pretty quickly. You know, that that you can't just go up there and be offensive. And I learned that pretty quickly as well. Like, But I learned by doing it where I'm just like, all right, I see that this person, Tony Ross, is <laughs> <laughs> is, is is really out there. And he's, he's bringing the heat in a way that is like very, it's kind of attacking, but in a funny way. Yeah. He's being very, comp- not, uh, he's very being a little controversial or in more on that side. So I was like, oh, that's what you got to do to get laughs is you just got to be offensive. So then you just go up and and you just say the most offensive shit that you can think of. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Because comedy is not about offending people on purpose. It's about making people laugh. And if it's something offensive that makes people laugh, then that's okay. I think even deeper than that, if you know, we're talking about techniques and tricks, I don't know if it's necessarily about making people laugh. Yes, it's the objective. But I think comedy at its core is about building tension and breaking it intentionally. Hmm. So, you know, like you got to hide your punchline because if people know where your punchline's coming, it doesn't break the tension. They already, they're already there before you get there. I, I wrote this, uh, this joke, um, right before Placida on last week. Um, and I, I didn't open with it, but I, I brought it in like somewhere in the middle. Um, it was, uh, my xenomorph joke. I don't know if you heard it, but, <laughs> Like, I like it because there's a definite misdirection at the end. Yeah. You know, and that's that's an obvious, you don't expect it, like, yeah. turn. Yeah. And that's what's fun about it because I thought about it and I was just like, oh, my God, like, I could say this and who knows, maybe they won't expect it, you know, like, and they didn't, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. So yeah. I left Placida, um, like, like, I was like, hell yeah, like, I came up with something and it, it turned out, like, more or less how I wanted it to go. And it's a, it was something brand new. And I was like, this, that's fun again, you know, like, so <clears throat> it brought me back to the days that we were working out like on a daily basis Yeah. where I could be like, oh, I'm going to find something. But now that we're only doing it about twice a week, probably. Um, and one mic will be with zero crowd. It would be just with all of us. Um, figuring something out is going to take longer, but it's going to feel better. It's not going to feel better, but it's still going to feel good. Like, you still reminded that, hey, like, if you keep working at it, you're going to come up with something. And that's fun, the process. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think 
Oh, who was I? Actually, I was talking about this with Paul on our last episode of the BuddyCast. Mm. Um, that the game's kind of changed in a way where stage time is super valuable now. Yeah. And it's not the commodity that it used to be. And stage time, in my opinion, is necessary. I'm never going to say getting up is necessary, but I don't know if the frequency of getting up is as beneficial as we're all led to believe. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, I don't think that the real work of comedy happens on stage. I think it happens in your head and and on paper where you're writing and you're coming up with your premises. You can certainly work out a joke on stage, but I think... Doing, let's say I did one mic a week, five days, or one mic a day, five days a week. So I get up five times a week. Mm -hmm. I think I could get more in terms of growing as a writer and a comedian from doing two less mics and and spending more time writing. Right. That like, because that's the work. That's the stuff that none of us really like. That's where a lot (laughs) of the work happens. The way I've been doing it lately is... Um, or the way I did it post uh, a pre-accident at work is my carport is right over this wall. So I'd go and, and I'd, you know, smoke a lot and then I just drink and I just hang out with my notepad and I just chill and, 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 and just wait for a thought to come. And I would try to elaborate and bring humor to it. And I was like, this is what it's like to work. You know, mm-hmm. like this is what it's like to, to, to write shit. And I've never been um, disciplined enough to to do that until the pandemic started. Yeah. You know, so of course I still have my old shit that I bring up, you know, just just to have a little bit of fun or just to uh, set myself up to to not completely fail. But at the same time, like, I think the pandemic made me forget that you have to fucking fail. You have to be you have to learn how to not do good for the next week it'll be like oh god i don't want to do this shit i don't want it to turn out like like last week and then you go up and it turns out even worse and then you go up the the week after that and you figure something out and you're like okay there's some wheels to this like i'm not i'm not just wasting my time you know yeah so but yeah stage time is definitely way more valuable now and who knows how much more uh strict things are gonna get i think I don't know if you heard about this, but Gavin Newsom, I guess they had ruled that his um, mandates were a little unconstitutional and shit like that. Yeah. Or something like that. So they told him, like, hey, dude, you can't just tell people not to go to work. Yeah. You can't tell people not to go to work, not to go to church, not to live out their lives. Especially with no contingency plan. Not exactly. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're just basically just shutting us out. And it's like you it's easy for you to do that because you're. You know, in charge. We're paying your taxes. We're paying your salary. Your salary is getting paid by us. And uh, bring. I don't want to be too political. It's it's almost impossible. It's Tuesday. I think we're allowed to. (laughs) It's almost impossible to not be political because there's a fucking election going on right Mm -hmm. now as we speak. And and I think I'm I'm ashamed of of a lot of the way a lot of people are acting right now. Not because they're pro Trump or because they're pro Biden or anything like like that. It's because they're like i think it's important to vote for president but it's also important to know who to vote for congress i think it's important important to know who to vote for senate because we don't see any debates of people who are running for senate Mm -hmm. we don't know these people you know and these are the people who are making you know big time decisions like that affect us almost immediately yeah 
Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the president elect needs to be certified by Congress, and no one can tell you who's in Congress. Right. So. And it's it's like okay, like, do you know one person in Congress right now, or, or do you know one person in in the Senate on the ballot? Like, do you know what they're about? No. Other no. than what it says on that ballot that you have, you have, you know, because you have a long ass line of people waiting to fucking vote and you have what? Like, you feel like pressure and you're like, okay, I have to read this real quick. Some people study it and stuff like that because some people are truly interested in, in, you know, the way their state is getting run. And I think people are overblowing the the uh, presidential election. And they need to focus. They need to bring the same amount of of attention and enthusiasm as they do to like as they do for um, presidents. Then um, they need to bring that same energy with uh, Congress, with yeah. Senate. They need Down to, to the local level. Either. Yes, yeah. to mayor. Dude, it was only until like a year ago that I knew that our our mayor was named Rusty Bailey. <laughs> then I never knew that anyone named Rusty could ever live in Riverside. Period. <laughs> you know. So it's like we don't pay any attention to these things. And these things are also more important to us because we can go to our mayor and tell him, hey, these are the things we don't like that's happening. And yeah. he can consider it and actually do take action on it. We can go to our sheriff and be like, stop killing black people. He's our sheriff. He's going to listen to us and be immediate. Talk to his his people mm -hmm. and be like, all right, you guys. Well, the sheriff is also an elected official. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and, and people don't bring not even close to him the amount of attention that than they do to the president. And the president just handles a lot of foreign affairs. And it is an, it is an important job. I will say that. But why aren't we paying more attention to who's running the state? Who's running, you know, uh, who's in congress who's you know the people that we can actually vote in we need to know more about them i agree we need to look more into them and we don't yeah so it's very dangerous because say um the way people generally vote now when when they when they look at a ballot is they they, they look at the presidential you know ticket so they're like okay either biden or trump so or say Kanye. they, uh, Kanye, say, <laughs> say, say they go, say they go with Trump just to, as an example. He's a Republican. So what are you going to do next? Vote all Republican. That's because you're like, all right, this person's probably sharing the same views as Donald Trump. You're going to go with Biden. All right. So you're going to start voting Democrat. Yeah. You don't know what those people are about. You don't know. And then, or, or they'll, they'll, the description of who they used to be. It'll be like, this person was a veteran. They served in the military. So you're like, oh, America. I have to vote for this person. They know what it's like to be disciplined and work for the military. And they serve this country. They did their due diligence. They deserve to be in office. Versus a teacher. And you're like, oh, shit, it's a teacher. They want what's best for our kids, for the future, you know. And it turns out the dude who, who's a uh, you know, military veteran just wants to fucking start fights and shit. Yeah. Or the teacher just wants to be just to re, just wants to reassure that teachers are protected by unions. So even if they're terrible teachers, they keep their job, even though none of their children or none of their students pass. There's no, you know, uh, consequence for them not doing their job correctly. And that's our future. Yeah. But we're not paying any attention to that. Not not at all. No. And it's that's what's more scary. Like this whole election shit, no one's paying attention to what they can like what they can do at the local level or or any of that shit. 
you know that's what's scary right now yeah the only like senator person i know is uh uh aoc aoc like she's the only and i i think i just saw a headline on the way that she just got reelected. so good for her and but i don't know anything about her though. that's not even on my coast i don't right <laughs> like, i don't know anything <laughs> about her i don't know shit about her other than her initials <laughs> she's i a, don't even know her name server <clears throat> i don't even know her name alexandria ocasio cortez there you go yeah you know, and and that's another she, thing. She's pretty. Too. A lot of people. Yeah, she is. And a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people when they vote, they also go like if they're Hispanic, they're more likely to be like, "That's a Hispanic sounding name." I'm gonna go with Sabrina Cervantes. Yeah. You know. You know what it is. I think at this point, I think it's across the board. Even that we all take our our civic duty for granted, and that like because if we didn't, if we really appreciated it. We would all look into it. We would all understand that at the local levels where you can make real change. But myself included, it's like I, I, I definitely just take this. It's just mine. It's the, I get to do it. If, if voting was very important to people, they would consider that. Yeah. But absolutely. so anytime I see on Instagram and shit like that where people are like, I voted, I voted. I'm like, I don't care because I know you didn't really look into everything. Yeah. I didn't look into everything. You know, I really didn't want to vote. You know, I, I didn't look into anybody. I, I didn't did. I didn't look into anybody. So I was like, I don't deserve to vote. That's part of the reason why I started mailing, uh, <coughs> getting the mail in ballot, though, because it gave me time to. Look you guys, I did not vote. <laughs> OK, I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I'm part of the problem, not the solution. I, I tried it. I tried to take more responsibility for my civic duty. And so I took the time to look it up and go to someone's Twitter feed and see what the fuck was up. I, I will say this after my whole rant, like I'm going to do that from now on. When there's a when there's a sele- uh, any kind of election, I have to take it seriously based on where I'm living. Yeah. I can honestly, I can give a fuck less who's president. I don't care. I care. I, I'm, I'm. I need to make it a point where I need to care more about who's the senator, who's the governor, who's the fucking mayor. You know, I mean, look at look at look at the governor. Look what he's done. You know, <clears throat> at first when when the whole pandemic started, everyone was like, oh, yeah, this guy's looking out for us. Like, he really wants us to not be affected by this virus. And then uh, given whatever data that the researchers and the experts gave, he's still like, nope, you guys can't have Thanksgiving with more than three households in one place. You guys got to sit six feet apart. Yo, this is how we no singing. snitches, though, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like. <clears throat> yeah and there was that too like there was the what what was it the mayor of los angeles was like if you see something say something and it, it's just it's 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 been a crazy ass year it's not been one of the funnest years and people aren't paying attention to what they need to be paying attention to i feel yeah dumbasses you we fucking all we take idiots. it for granted but it's it is a result of society it's a result of our system we like there's no one to blame for this situation but ourselves thank and you people don't realize absolutely that. I, I i i'm pretty sure this dude blocked me and good because i don't want anything to do with this <laughs> fucking queer i'm oh, sorry shit <laughs> i don't want anything to do with this bag no that's what you yeah, meant <laughs> i i wanted to i wanted to, to keep it away from from uh um homophobic slurs i kind of this freaking weak ass motherfucker okay um he was like i guess he he's about to be unemployed he's like i'm gonna be about to be unemployed when you know because of covid and uh donald trump knew how bad it was but he's xenophobic and he's this this and that and i was like there's plenty of work out there stop being a pussy yeah get your fucking be a man get find the means to get a job 
and go do it. That's how I felt during the recession where there was yeah. like, I, there's no work. I was like, no, 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 no. You just think you're too good for the work that exists. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's there, your fault. There is work. You just, you yeah. just have to. Like you're on the cusp of being unemployed, but you're set up. You're ready to go. You have a plan. No, I have you a know, plan. Like yeah. you know which direction you're going to take and you took responsibility for yourself. Yeah. That, that's, I think that's the way I was able to stay so positive. I was, I'm more positive than my goddamn test results, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's, it's like, um, how can I not be? Because like, just because I, I, I'm not in the right circum, like, because I'm in a bad situation doesn't mean I'm going to be in the bad situation all the time i'm in control of my life right now you know there's nobody else who's gonna be like hey you pass you didn't pass a drug test now now you're gonna be homeless F- bullshit you you really think i'm not gonna find a place to work and take care of my family yeah it's for impossible sure. for me to not you know of course i'm i'll do whatever it takes yeah i'll, I'll grow weed i don't give a fuck dude. i'll do whatever it takes i consider delivering pizza yeah. Anything that I have to do to 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 get income to take care of my family, to not lose my GLI. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not trying to drive a Scion XB. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to freaking. Uh, I'm not trying to get repoed. Right? You know, I'm trying to keep what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't live a luxurious life. You know, like I live a pretty decent life. Like it's not. You know, like I. But I like how I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like, completely agree. You know, I have an awesome family. My wife is great. My daughter is learning and shit. And that's another thing. I don't want her to see her dad and be like, oh, my dad always stopped trying. Yeah, that's a good perspective you to know? have, too. I, I want, like, you I don't want, want to teach your kids those bad habits. Dude, I have dude, this, this friend from my old church. Um, She was like, I'm scared to go outside because I'm not white. Because I'm I'm a latinx you know and and this shit like that by the way latinx pisses the fuck out of me <laughs> off this is, coming is it latinx or latinx i think it's latinx hmm. or latinx because it's like latin o right yeah so is it well, latinx well it's i i have no idea latinx hmm. i have no idea it's also dumb it's very and it's an american thing yeah you go to fucking mexico and you say so it's veganism hello my yeah <laughs> hello my fellow latinx they'll be like you know which is means get the fuck away from me you dumb stupid moron like over there it's it's not (laughs) everyone when they go they go to vacation they don't know what real mexico looks like yeah so those real mexicans are busy with other things than to be like i can't believe you called me a boy i can't believe you dead named me like they don't have time to they're trying not to become mules for drugs (laughs) or they're not trying to they're trying not to get beheaded or kidnapped you know they have to they have a curfew not because the state or the government tells them they can't be outside it's because if they if they're outside and they're caught outside they're gonna get involved in some shit they don't want to be involved in you know but anyways, this, this 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 friend of mine is like, oh yeah, it's it's I'm scared because I'm not white and I feel like you know I'm gonna be attacked and shit. Feel free to grab whatever you want out of that cooler, by the way. <clears throat> and I was like, if I was your father, I'd be so embarrassed. I I would never want want to raise a, a daughter that feels like they're weak, you know. Like I would never want a, a like my child to be like a victim all the goddamn time i want them to be powerful like i'm not gonna raise a weak-minded individual yeah and that independence though comes from struggle there's Mm -hmm. no other way to get that 
unfortunately. And there's so many people who, you know, they have good parents and their parents, unfortunately, because they wanted so good for their children, took all the struggle out of their lives. Yes, yes. So now they have to feel like they they have to make up struggles, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not saying that people who identify or or, or, or are non-binary, I'm not trying to invalidate their opinion, Uh but there's plenty of other things that should be higher priority than your teacher misgendering you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like maybe your teacher sucks at their job and they're not actually preparing you for life, and you be calling getting called a her should, you know, that's something you take home and deal with on your own. <laughs> well, what's what's more impressive? Okay, what's more impressive that this person feels attacked and feels like a victim, but they say fuck it, you know what? I'm not gonna let this world stop me, and I'm gonna overcome it. And or is that more impressive than that than someone that's like. I'm scared. I'm just going to hide at home. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely identify more with the person that says, fuck it. Right. Cause I, like, I agree with you, but I also understand that like non-binary as much as I may disagree with it as a philosophy or whatever, um, may exist for some people. And that in order to progress past it, they need a vocabulary to identify it. You know, like depression. Depression in the 80s didn't exist. Right. And if if you were trying to describe this feeling of overwhelming despair, sadness, and just a joyless life, they would be like, fucking get over it, bro. Yeah. But now we've identified it and we've studied it. And, and you know, there are legit biological problems that come with depression. And we so, realize that it's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's treatments. One of the treatments is weed. That's true. And and that's one of the reasons I, I would do it, in all honesty, is to keep myself from falling into that hole of 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 feeling, like, dark when, when I can really be like, dude, like, I have such a good life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I may go through some shit, but at the same time, it's like, when, when I when I smoke smoke the reefer, that's what I think about. The devil's I, lettuce. One of the devil's lettuce makes me grateful for everything that yeah. I have. Marijuana has certainly become like a an anchor, like a point where like I know that when I smoke it, it's going to give me an intro introspective time mm-hmm. and it's going to be healthy for me and it's not something that's going to like push me over the like I I do enjoy driving stoned out of my mind allegedly but <laughs> <laughs> for any but i drive but i drive slow i yeah. drive safe and the yeah. reason why i drive safe is because now i'm paranoid and i'm hyper aware which realistically we should always be driving like that right. we should always be hyper aware that this yep. semi could come barreling into you but mm-hmm. we take it for granted just like voting we take it for granted we don't analyze what's going to happen we don't analyze what could happen to us so we just we're off to the races with it. And, and weed's a good, like, hey, man, slow down. It's like a flashlight. It takes you, it's like, hey, you remember the shit you forgot about? Doesn't that make you feel like shit? And you're like, God damn it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't wait to do shrooms, dude. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to do shrooms pretty soon. Um, and shrooms don't show up on your drug test either. Which actually. is fucked up. I know, right? I would not drive shrooming. No, I've, definitely not. I've never done it. I can't wait to do it, dude. I'm, I'm ultra excited. The, uh, the last time I did shrooms, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> the, the, um, I felt like like I got the giggles. Yeah, and we were 
there was like a just like a strobe light that was you know something you buy at spencer's it, it just shows you different colors and it would change colors and the way it was changing colors i thought the light was fucking with me like i'm gonna be green psych i'm red I'm blue. Oh. and i started <laughs> laughing my balls off dude. <laughs> so funny <laughs> i was like this light's funnier than i'll ever be i'm gonna quit comedy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna bring this light next time yeah, yeah like, just i'll stare light at myself it. bro stare at it you guys <laughs> I think I know what's wrong here. There you go. Yeah, I'm here. That's what's wrong. No. No, 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 no. I think my level is a little too high on the recorder, actually. Uh-huh. Whatever. It's fine. <clears throat> uh, to to Let's let's change the mood out a little <laughs> let's bit. Let's get man. away from let's, politics. Yeah. Let's, uh, did you ever have a phase like in your life that you've ever been embarrassed of? Or have you been the same your whole life? I think I'm embarrassed about my entire life really yeah i think every day i i do something or i'll say something or i'll even just think back to something that i did and it is embarrassing to me and 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 that's something that like weed did a lot for me i don't know if i had anxiety before marijuana and i i want to say that marijuana induced my anxiety but i'm not ungrateful for it like it it helped me put things into perspective i don't know if phase is the right word that i wanted to, to go with here i think um trend is, is have An you ever gone, have trend? you ever have you ever gone through a trend that you were like oh my god why did i try to do that shit no no because I, I i this is kind of a cop-out answer but like i i do think that i wouldn't be here had i not done all of those things there are okay. things that I've said and done again that that are embarrassing, but like you know, I was a, you know, we, we have similar backgrounds. Where I, in in high school, I was a, a youth group leader. Like right. that was me, and I was living two lives very, you know, very clearly. So crazy. And and um, I wouldn't say that's embarrassing because, as I was a youth group leader, it gave they put me into opportunities where I could now speak in front of people mm-hmm. and I, I, I got rid of my stage fright very yes. quickly, yeah. you know, and I, and I knew how to draw in a crowd, let yeah. them go. I, I, I developed the sense of, of crowd work, essentially yeah. what yeah. you're doing. Um, so, yeah. yep. so I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed by it, but part of me does kind of feel like I may have wasted my time, but then I wouldn't be here, you know? So right. I don't regret it. Um, I think if anything, I'm embarrassed about it. It might be my dating history in mm. general. Um, right. I I have a tendency, or I had a tendency to get stuck and not do what was best for me. Right. I I would say there was a time in high school where I was so desperate to get girls that where I was in high school, it was cool to look more gangster. So I tried to be more gangster. So instead of carrying out a useful backpack, I just walked around with a binder <laughs> and pens in my pocket that exploded and fucked up my pants and shit, you know? Huh. I was very embarrassed. That was pretty embarrassing to me. And, and the reason being is like, you know, when you look back, I, I agree with what you're saying, that that it was necessary for me to learn um, how to be myself. Because when I look back, I'm like, wow, how stupid was I for the dumbest reasons, you know? I wasn't able to be truly myself, and that's why I couldn't get girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the moment I started actually being myself, that's when I met my wife. Mm. You know? That's when I met your wife, too. (laughs) (laughs) When I started being myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect timing, too. Yeah. I think, no, I've, uh, as a person, I'm very girl crazy. 
It's it's strange because I have five siblings, and I would say out of all of us, I'm I'm the most like girl crazy. If there's for a long time, if there wasn't a pretty girl at work, I wasn't gonna work hard. You know? Okay, it wasn't fun for me. There was no point. There was you would have hated where I worked. <laughs> well, that's why I hated warehouses so much. It was mo- I was mostly guys. I was good at it, and like um, out of high school, I worked in this one like delivery where I, I ended up becoming a driver but i was a warehouseman for like the first six months where we were just dealing in in sugar flour you know scratch products for restaurants mm. and that gave me like this physical fitness level that also brought me like an energy level that like even though there wasn't any girls for the first time in my life i could bang out 10 pull-ups because mm-hmm. i was always fat okay but just working there put me into shape and i was like all right well that's cool too yeah so but but i hated it (laughs) i fucking hated it and then that's probably why i like working in restaurants is because servers are smoke shows let's be real like there's there's plenty of uh, restaurants you go to like damn this girl's way too hot to be working here (laughs) Uh (laughs) and so you know i work myself up in my opinion to the top of my industry yeah, I I worked. I started as a dishwasher. And now I'm a bartender. There's how, there's how, nowhere else to go. <laughs> how fun is it being a bar? Is it cool being a bartender? I love it. Do I love really? it. I love it because I'm good at it, though. You know, it's something that so I. So you can make all kinds of drinks. I mean, or whatever they have. I on think the. I think bartending menu. is is a ambiguous career, mm-hmm. in the sense of like most things that most people order have the ingredients in the title. Oh, like let me uh, get a gin and coke. Or a gin and tonic, a rum and coke. Sunrise. Yeah, and and the only decision that the consumer has to make is what brand. And a lot of times, they'll know what brand. They'll ask for it. You know, let me get a Tito's and soda. Let me get a a Smirnoff and OJ. And so, once you're there, the job becomes pretty simple. Uh. But there is a work ethic that will put you above the rest. And I'm not saying I have that, but I've seen plenty of bar... T- for for example, one of my bartending pet peeves, like if you're going to work behind the bar with me, you have to use both your hands at all times. Oh, really? Like you, if you're... I hate it when I see a bartender pouring soda and their hand just like on their hip. Like you could be rimming another glass. You could be emptying a glass. You could be doing something else to make it more efficient. You know? Huh. Does that make sense? You know what? Next time I go to a bar or something like that, whenever fucking we open, yeah, I'm gonna pay attention to that shit now. I'm watch, gonna be like, is watch this? your yeah. favorite bartenders, the, the the ones that are quick, that are that are efficient, are the ones that use both their hands. But more off, I would say sixty percent of the bartenders that I've seen and worked with, one hand. Does, does it become a habit to do things with both hands as a bartender? No, I don't think. Because then I think more people would do it. Or is it a skill? Like, you have to develop the skill. It's not a skill. I think it's an awareness. It's an Uh, awareness that, like, as a bartender, when it's busy, there's always something to do. Yeah. And you're working with your hands. And a bar is usually set up where your whole job can be done without moving your feet. Hmm. Like, I can, unless I have to pour a beer and go to a certain tap. Like, Mm -hmm. my Speedwell has all my my liquors. Mm -hmm. So, if I need to pour a vodka soda, and a rum and coke, I can ice two glasses, put it on the bar, and pour vodka and rum at the same time. If I'm free pouring, I can count it. It's simple. And then I can have, I can soda it. Like, now I have two drinks where most bartenders would only make one at a time. And now I can boom, boom, boom. And if every drink's getting me a dollar, I'm making $2 per action where most bartenders are making one. So 
I'm not a pretty girl, but I'm good at what I do to the point where like I fuck like I bought a condo. Like yeah, <laughs> it's that it's is a, that is impressive. It's a work that, ethic. It, it's that. impressive that that you have committed yourself to that level that you knew. Like I need to be more efficient, and I think that's what makes people good at what they do is is efficiency. I agree. I think you it's know? a universal trend across yeah. everything. But I, I can't. I can't take credit for that because I went, this is blasphemous in, in fucking service industry, but I went to a bartending school because I didn't know how to even approach that industry. Right. I knew I wanted to do it and I was like, I, I guess I'll try it. And That is what I wanted to ask you too. You went to a bartending school? I did. Okay. But if anyone asks, like, that's unnecessary. You, really? But I did pick up the habits and the skills from there because the bartending school I went to, their focus was on speed. Okay. So, you know, like your final or something, you had to make a handful of drinks as they were calling it out and you had like three minutes. Okay. So you had to be quick. You had to be efficient. You had to figure out shortcuts, how to ice a glass quick, how to double pour, how to hold three bottles at a time because it's quicker. Not because it looks, it does look dope as fuck when I'm carrying, when I got five bottles in two hands and I'm making a drink, it looks super dope and it looks like you know what you're doing. But for me, it's not because it's fancy. It helps with it's fancy, but it's because it's efficient. I've seen some badass like videos where, where dudes are like throwing shit up in the air and stuff like that. That's like, those people are super committed. Yeah. Have you ever thrown, have you ever thrown anything in the air? Flair bartending is, is that what it's called? Yeah. It's it's an art on its own, and it's very showy, and it is cool because uh-huh. I think a flair bartender has the dexterity and the familiar familiarity with the bar tools that a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. that makes them efficient. Like, they're, they're going to be good because they know how, what a bottle feels like in their hand. They know what an empty bottle feels like in their hand. They know how to count you know two different counts maybe you'll start a bottle and then start another bottle but end them at the same time because you were counting different drinks so they have a a a skill set that's more varied but it is uh, a little extra in the sense of like dude i'm I just asked for a fucking rum and coke. Yeah. Can you hurry the fuck Can up? Can you stop like <laughs> doing flips and shit? Usually when they're flare bartending that's something you're going there for. You're going there for the show. And right. I'm not, I can, and, and I'm pretty decent with like basic tricks, but that's not my kind of like skill set. That's not where I excel because it's, it lacks an efficiency. There are certain pores and certain aspects. Like you might see this guy stack nine glasses and then fill up nine shakers with different drinks and then pour them all at once. That'll be a, fi- that's an efficient way to make 10 drinks. Right. But if you're going to fucking bounce this bottle it's like dude just pour it what do you right. like we got shit to do <laughs> right I, I i i see what you're saying it looks super cool though it like, is. look at this it guy. is it is cool. is there competitions or yes. some shit there yes. really is yes, yes yes wow sky vodka is one of the biggest uh sponsors of said competition so a lot of times it's also their bottle type it's if you look at a sky vodka bottle it's narrow and it's it's almost built for juggling this is like a fucking circus yeah, it's cool. And he's in his um, his, his uh, fucking Bruce Lee yeah. Game of Death outfit over here. Uh-huh. So it is cool, and it is an awareness, but you are, you, you're essentially juggling. 
Right. It, that's exactly. He actually was juggling like yeah. three bottles right yeah. now. And it's super dope. And I'm 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 not an ha- I'm not a hater. Right. There are times so and shit. places for these things, but my skill set, I will excel in a working bar. You're trying to get paid. You're not trying to get laid over yeah, bartending yeah. and shit. But like as a bartender, your personality is also what's going to come through. Have you ever had to give bartending advice? Yeah, and other bartenders are not keen on do, taking that. Do you think that would ever help you like to do stand up? The fact that people would be like, "Hey man, I had a rough day." Maybe. I as a bartender, I'm a good small talker. I don't like it, right. but I, I know how to make small talk. Mm-hmm. But what I was good at was connecting the people at the bar. Like, I don't necessarily like talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate when people are like, oh, but you do comedy. You must be an, an outgoing person. It's like, what about comedy makes you think I like people? Right. You know, I'm right. on stage by myself and no one else is allowed to talk. That, that Why is, do you think? That is... Um... <laughs> That is a common mis- misconception. Yeah. That you're just a people person. Yeah. I'm not. And, and I don't claim to be, but I am good at being likable, being approachable, and connecting people. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying you can't, you have to be what I be because there are other bartenders with other styles. But for me, what's worked is connecting people because for, for me, from my experiences, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel like they made friends at that bar now. Now yeah. they're comfortable there. Now they're like, where do I want to go? I don't know. Oh, we'll go hang out with George. George is there. I've had people tell me that, like, they peeked down in the bar. I wasn't there, and they left. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Because do I pour heavy? Maybe. But <laughs> but it's That's also, always a plus. Yeah. It's also because across the board, like, I'm going to toot my own horn because other people do it for me. I'm a good bartender. They've told me that, that I'm efficient and I'm good at what I do. And it's not that I'm... I need the accolade for that. It's mm-hmm. just that's the most efficient way for me to make money. So, you know. You found something that you're good at and you're able to pay your bills with it or before pre-pandemic yeah. and shit. So I think a lot of people need to think in that perspective a lot of the times. Instead of blaming the economy, instead of blaming the president, they need to find something that they know they're good at and just excel at it. To be fair, when I started, I was terrible. Really? Yeah. But, dude, who isn't terrible at, at a job that they start at? I was talking to, to a dude who's about to quit on Friday. Um, and he's, seriously, he is a beast at wh- where we work. Like, when I saw him work, I was like, watch, I'm going to get to, like, somewhat the same level as this dude. And I kind of did, but he was way better than me. And I was talking to him the other day, and he was like, I was like, dude, how do you feel that you're going to quit? He's like, man, when I first started this job, he's like, he's like, he was really happy that he was there and shit like that. He's like, when I, when he first started, it was me, him, and the lead, you know, and they both came in together. And they were like, when he first started, he was like, I was trash. Like, I had, I didn't even know how to drive a a forklift. You know, he's like, I knew how to drive a, like, a, a stand up reach and shit like that. But driving it, like, just a, you know, a sit down for a cliff. He's like, I, he had no idea. And you can see how comfortable he was because he's been there long enough to be like, I know what I can and can't do. I know what I can and can't get away with, you know, and he's learned so much and he became one of the one of the best ones. And that's how I got too. And it's like you, you just I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, there's no reason to not be good at the thing you have to do every day. 
And if you have to, like, for me, I think the bartending seed was planted when I saw Coyote Ugly. Okay. And and that's through and through flair bartending. And it's, it's. They're straight up dancing on the yeah, bar. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the world uh, of clubs and bars, your pretty girls are going to always make more money than you. And it's something that you, as early on, you have to get over. Right. Like, and that's why I got good at what I do, because I knew it wasn't a pretty girl. If they were going to come back, they were going to come back because, one, they never had to ask for a refill. Two, I was always paying attention to them. And three, they made friends at the bar. Mm -hmm. So I focused on that, and I got hella good at that. Mm. (laughs) So, like, I've never, like, across the board, I'll say that the bartenders I have trained that have stuck around have been some of the best bartenders in the restaurant that I've seen. Um, because I try not to make them me, but I try to give them the principles and the tools that I have to succeed on their own. Mm. You know, it's not like do this because this is how I do it. I'm like, look, work with both hands because you can make two drinks at a time, dude. If yeah. they're gonna leave you a dollar, that's two dollars. You're gonna yeah. be here for four hours. You gonna make some scratch. Trust me. It's it's fucking it's math. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, like if you have to pour a big beer, pour that yeah. beer. Let it run. Go make your drink. If it's a rum and coke, you'll make that before that beer's done. Pour it out, dude. You got two drinks now. Like, yeah. just be quick with it. That's that's very smart, and I think not a lot of people think like that. I not I've a lot of people think like that. Come to realize that, and it hurts you know? my soul. But I mean, everybody's different, you know, to a certain point. I mean, no one. Not not everyone's brain fires in the same way. I guess. But if you were to explain that to a lot of people, the people where it clicks, they're like, I'm not lazy and I'm here because I need to make money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and that's a good skill and attribute to have, like to have a quick brain like that. Well, it's also I wanted to do it from early on. Like I knew that I wanted to be a bartender. I didn't know how to get there. Well, here's a good question. I think it is. What skill do you wish you, um, what skill do you wish that you had? Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, it's not, it could be comedy. It could be uh, not comedy related. Like at any skill. I wish I could fly. Not, not, I mean like like, I wish I could fly a plane. Oh, okay. I wish I knew. (laughs) Cause I think like for some reason I love watching. I like flipping switches. Dude, you know, yeah, like anytime like, you see, like I saw a a, a a a post on Instagram where a dude was starting up a seven fifty seven or seven forty seven or whatever, mm-hmm. and he just goes, tick, tick, yeah. But I'm like, that's so cool. I'm not, I'm not like this across my life, but again, this is I think more with bartending is that I try not to waste any motion, and everything I do has a reason. So, like, I'll grab a glass. But I'll grab it in such a way where as I turn, I spin it. And it looks fancy, but it's because I have to flip the glass over so I can pour it into the glass. Mm. So I'll turn with my body's momentum. I don't waste it. It goes into my hand, and I flip the glass over, Mm. and then I I pour the beer. So it's like I'm not doing any extra energy into Mm -hmm. this motion, and it's two energy outputs as opposed to three is like reaching across, flipping the glass. Like that's... A half second that I could have spent like later a, on. It's a smooth motion. Yes. So it uh. looks fancy, but I do it unconsciously now. Mm. And I so I try to make there be intention with every movement. I don't want to waste it because I am lazy and I want to do as least as least amount of work as possible. Dang. So 
I think it's cool when I watch a flight sequence because I know that you have to flip it in that order, and there's a reason to it. It's not just madness, <laughs> you know, and I like that there being order, a reason for everything. Well, back to the bartending, actually. Um, what's your f- what was the most challenging drink to make? Have you ever had like a channel where you're like, oh shit, here we go? No, because it's pretty simple, mm. honestly. Like the job on its own is not hard. Do you have a favorite drink to make? Long Island's. Long Island yeah, iced tea. Because then it's basically equal measurements of five different alcohols, and I can grab five bottles very easily and mm. pour it all into a glass. It looks uh, fucking cool, yeah. but people are impressed because I'm bottling five. You know, yeah. it's like it's, I got small hands, but it looks cool. Yeah, you ever watch the tipsy bartender dude? Yeah, I don't like him. You don't like no. him? Why? Because he's, I he makes cool drinks, and I would describe him more on the mixologist side okay. than a working bartender. Right, right, right. Um, he became a YouTube phenom. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And some of the drinks that I've tried don't taste good. They look cool. Really? But they don't taste good. Yeah. You, <clears throat> but so I don't, I don't like alcohol. <laughs> you don't like alcohol? No. You're drinking. When it? I when I first started bartending. Yeah. Uh, that was my cell. I didn't have any real experience. Mm-hmm. So when they'd interview me, I told them that I'm not going to drink on the job because I don't like to drink necessarily. I like being drunk, yeah. but I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, I just want some vodka. You know, I'm not that guy. But two, I also told them that I don't, I'm new, which means I don't have any bad habits for you to unteach me. Mm. And so you can teach me how to bartend how you want. And that's kind of how I got where I was. Oh. So. <laughs> So yeah, if I had to answer your fucking question, I wish I could fly. But that that that's a childhood thing. Like I've always wanted to fly. Fly planes. airplanes and shit. Yeah, like not that. I love airplanes. Helicopters seem complicated. Dude, my Instagram feed is a lot of airplanes and shit like that, and I feel like such a little nerd, you know? But there's it's so cool. Yeah. Like you ever see like I, I have like my feed is full of like airplanes taking off and landing, you know? And and like pilots, you know, uh like flipping switches and there's um yeah. when you go to have you been to the Smuggler's Run in Disneyland? No, oh, I haven't been to Disneyland in oh. quite well, quite if, some time. If they open up again, yeah, go to the Smuggler's Run because you get to sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. What? Yup, yup. How long <laughs> is the line? Because I bet a lot of people want to do that. I probably I don't know if I've ever spent more than a half an hour in okay. the line, and it's not it. They've managed to make because. The further along they get in Disneyland, the better they get at it. Mm-hmm. To make it so that most of your half an hour is spent walking, and there's enough to look at. It's like the Indiana Jones ride, where it's like the, you, there's just you're in the world. It's fucking yeah. cool. I, I, I want my daughter to be at a, a little older before I take her, just because she is a handful. Mm. So standing around for too long is gonna get frustrating. Get fast pass then. Yeah, that's the, that's the way to go. Anyway, yeah. if you when you get into the Millennium Falcon cockpit, mm-hmm. all of the switches are flippable. Really? They click, they flip, and <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> so it's a ride, or it's just it's, an experience? Um, it's a ride slash experience. It's like augmented reality. You sit in the cockpit, they give you a mission, and there's six people in there with you, and everyone's got a different job. So you have a pilot, a gunner, um, two engineers, and, and two other jobs, but everyone's got a specific <laughs> That like, is so cool. Yeah, everyone's got a little thing you have to do. So there's wow. the gunner and, and that's going to like shoot the harpoon so you can get the load. But then if you're an engineer, you have to flip two switches mm-hmm. to make sure that the, the clamp closes. What the hell is it called? Uh, Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's yeah, Run on Galaxy's Edge. Let me see if, if I can. It's fucking cool. Out. It's 
by far one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. But I'm I'm big on Star Wars, so. Well, I like Star Wars too. I try to get my wife into it. When she was pregnant, um, and she was on leave, she wanted to go through um like uh she was binge watching a bunch of shit because she was just home, just waiting for the time to come to to have the baby, and um she went through a Marvel you know uh. Uh, marathon and shit like that. She watched all the Marvel movies, excluding Captain Marvel. She didn't want to watch that movie mm-hmm. for some reason. I think it was Brie Larson. She didn't miss out. I tried to watch it the other day, and I I fell asleep. It's one of the boring ones. Hmm. It's fine. It's like watching a Superman movie. You're like, okay, so nothing can touch you? Yeah. This is boring. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I don't even know what happened because I, I got a little buzzed and, and fucking fell asleep. Um... But what what is it called again? I'm Smuggler's sorry. Run. How did so? You tried to get her into Star Wars. She wasn't. I tried to get. Or? Yeah, I tried to get her uh, into Star Wars, and she just it's too nerdy. It's too much fantasy, you know. And I understand because at first, before I watched Star Wars, because I remember um, when I was uh, single uh, and I was living in my home and I was uh, in my parents' house, I would take bong hits for Jesus for days. Great times, <laughs> great times. That and Jerusalem Kush. Yes, sir. Like it was just, I had, you know, I had like my own zone, mm. and the way I escaped from reality is by getting super stoned and just watching movies. And um, I remember once I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the Star Wars thing. Like I've never watched them, I never given them a chance. I was probably 20 fucking four or some shit like that. And I was like, I'm going to give him a chance. And I'm, I had, I had to, cause you know, they, they're all right. So when the first three star Wars movies were what, four five and six or some shit like that. Yeah. So it, it's a little confusing when you don't know how to watch them. Yeah. You're like, am I supposed to watch one, two, three, four, five, six? And you know, and at the time, it was the the newest Star Wars movie was seven. Which one was it? The it wasn't it wasn't the Last Jedi. It wasn't Rise of the Skywalker. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. That one was the newest one. So I was like, Am I supposed to watch it in chronological order? And so I Googled it, and um, I Googled the the original way to watch it, and boy was it good even though it was old as fuck you know like it was just when you when you're stoned and you're paying attention like that shit is 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 it's a lot of fun star wars is a lore that keeps giving it's it's so deep and like if you if you're trying to get your your wife into it i would say the back door into it is the mandalorian because i think the problem with a lot of star wars is that it's grandiose is that there's a lot of characters, there's a lot going on, and it's across mm-hmm. a lot of planets. And the Mandalorian makes the world smaller. Mandalorian is really good. The Mandalorian is what's keeping the Star Wars brand afloat right now. Is uh, season two already out? Yes. The whole season? No, no, no. It's just one weekly. episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? I'm and re- really? I, I As much as I hate it, that's the way to go. That's the weekly? way to watch. Yeah, Because you end the show and you're like, oh, I shit. want so much more. But then you you sit down with your friends and you talk about it. Because like now I just watched the episode because it came out on Friday. And I've been texting the, the two guys that I watch it with. I'm like, oh, but what if he's this guy? What if he's this guy? And then, oh, mm-hmm. that's a good point. So it's as much as I hate that I can't binge it, that's the way to go. They give you yeah. 
it's the experience that you don't get anymore. I, I have to watch it. I haven't been watching uh, too much because uh, my daughter likes to watch the same shit every day. Frozen, Tangled, and Inside Out. And she'll only watch it like we'll watch like the beginning parts of all of those movies, which they're not bad movies if you really think about it. She she started watching Mulan, not the not the not the live action one, the the original the one, the good <laughs> one. You know, I I still haven't. I don't think this shit's gonna load. Damn it, fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> but anyways, it's because we're outside. We're we're out of range. But anyways, um, yeah, like my daughter wants to watch like the same old movies and i (laughs) i catch myself watching them without her sometimes and uh fucking uh tangled is not that bad of a movie man no neither is frozen neither is frozen dude frozen 2 was you know pretty legit (laughs) i i I find some plot holes and she's like son of a bitch (laughs) you know so you're saying that in this thing everyone has a duty and a task yeah everyone's got a job you're not just sitting there enjoying the ride so do you have to go in a group or you you don't have to sometimes with you can go in solo and but you if you go in solo you will be in with strangers yeah um it's cool if you can get all your friends to kind of uh, exist in that cockpit together, but it's also cool to have fresh faces that you don't know because you have mm-hmm. to work as a team, kind of. Like, you can just sit there and enjoy the ride, but everything there is it, it functions, that everything so moves, everything in the cockpit. Cool. You can push buttons like you want to participate. Yeah. And it's shot in such a way that it looks 3D. It's in one of those like simulator things right. where you feel it dip, you feel yeah. it turn. Yeah. It's great. That it's is fucking so great. Oh, cool. Have you been on the Star Tours in Disneyland? A long time ago. It's kind of like that, but on fucking steroids, dude. Dude, the last time I got on Star Tours, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I went and I ended up riding the ride like this. Like, this shit is so outdated. Like, this is. <laughs> but I remember when I was a kid, dude, I, I rode that shit and it felt real. You know, it felt like so they much update fun. it though. Do they? Yeah. So Did like, they bitchify it or something? I don't know what happened when you wrote it, but what like when the new movies came out, mm-hmm. they had scenes in the Star Tours. Like they took you to places from the new movies, and had mm-hmm. you interact with different. Like it's it just dope. didn't. It just didn't feel like a ride. It just fe- felt like I was watching a movie. Ah. Uh, you know. You would. I guarantee you'd love the Smuggler. I'm run. pretty sure I would, because. I, I watched, or I watched, I, I went on uh, to uh, Universal Studios. I went to the Transformers ride, and I am. That's a, cool as fuck. I am a huge Transformers fan. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I don't care what Aaron thinks. Because <laughs> I know Aaron hates Transformers. I fucking love Transformers. Like, it just brings me back to being a kid again, mm-hmm. you know? And the ride just, uh, it was awesome. Okay, so if I had to make a comparison, um, Star Tours, I would say, is more like the Fast and the Furious on the the tour. Okay. And, like, that whole experience of, like, oh, you're just kind of sitting there experiencing what's around you. And then Smuggler's Run is like Transformers. It's more interactive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so dope. Look at that shit. Dude, they don't even need to give you glasses. You feel like you're fucking there. So the pilot, can they travel wherever they want or is it kind of preset it's preset it takes you it gives you a straight path but it is the pilot's job to kind of duck around the the um the obstacles like the the craters and the rocks and stuff they have to kind of dodge that and when they don't you all feel it okay like it, if you it, if it you hits. crash into some shit yeah see there's switches that you have to push. that is you so have to time fucking it cool. your co-pilot has to initiate the the jump 
It's uh, and you feel the speed. I don't know how they do it. I uh, with wind. It's so good. They do it with wind. It's so good. With motion, you know, like and and shaking probably. Yeah, a lot of shaking. Yeah, that is so fucking dope. And you have a gunner. Are yeah. they in different? Is it like the shape of the Millennium Falcon? Like, or is everyone? You're in the po- You're in the cockpit. You're in the. And so, uh, how many people is it? Six. I want to so say six, it's six people in the same little area. Uh, or there's, you- you're, there's two, two, and two. Okay, and they're all doing something. Yeah, that is fucking cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and can't so what wait. you're seeing is 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 not even like it's immersive into like the back the whole window is, is is an experience like you see everything. Do you go? Do you uh, go stoned? Yes. Edibles, dude. Well, I like to do with the vape pen because it's easier to sneak in a, a vape pen, and also because edibles for me are unpredictable. Right, right. You don't want to. You don't want to be like, all right, I'm gonna eat an edible before I get there, and then it doesn't do shit. Yeah. But with like a stizzy. Because it's plastic, it doesn't show up, it, it doesn't beep. Oh. And you can hit it while you're walking in line. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about the walk to the smuggler's run is that they take you through a bunch of shit. Like, you get to see, like, a speeder engine. You get to see, like, an engineer bay. It, it's, it's dope I as do, fuck. I do love that about Disney, how waiting in line is a little more interactive than just, like, a Six Flags, yeah. where you're just waiting to get on the ride. When, and don't get me wrong, I love Six Flags, you know, but it, but to wait for two hours for X2 and you got nothing to do yeah. other than, you know, and you see people playing the heads up game and shit like that. You're like, this is fucking lame. You know, it's like and then your cell phone runs out of battery and then you're fucked. You know, like they've also still managed. I've seen a few. I, I'm sure there are more, but they, they managed to sneak in hidden Mickey's in the walk like, oh, so that you're looking for shit. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. And then, I love how how the what do they call the imagineers? Yeah. Yeah, they're Think so of good. Shit like that. They're so good at their job, dude. There's a the animatronic puppet. I don't know what the guy's name is, but um as soon as you walk in, he greets you before you get to uh, go into pre-boarding cuz they give you a a card and that gives you your job. And then they collect the, the card and they direct you once you sit down. But before that, you go into pre-boarding and, and there's this general guy. He's, he's animatronic, but it's so good. I thought it was a dude. Oh, okay. I was like, is, it, it, I wasn't sure. I think there's someone controlling it, though. No. Really? Yeah. I've, it's the same guy. It's the same talk. It's the same walk. It's, it's, it's completely automated. Wow. And it's fucking convincing as wow. fuck, dude. <laughs> what are the chances? What are the chances? We do a, a buddy system, Frankie or Carlos Patino trip to Disneyland. I'm one done, day. dude. Frankie and I were at Disneyland together. What? Yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking assholes. Really? Wasn't, we didn't even plan it though. Oh, you guys were just no, there we were, together. Okay, so I think it was me and my girlfriend, Frankie and his girl, and then Steven and his a bunch of his friends. We Steven tried, Espinosa? Steven Roth. Oh, okay. So we tried what? To, yeah, we tried to meet up with Steven, but they were on like a different side of the park. But I think oh. we I ended up just I think we ended up meeting up with Frankie for something. We had a drink or something, but we were all there at the same time. Dude. This is fucking dope. They're 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 that is so cool. Yeah. Just the the fact that you gotta push the buttons and shit like that. What does that blinking button do? Do you know? Um that might be for the grappling hook, because you have to grab like some cargo. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That, so that guy. Cool. So he's he shows you in the beginning. He's He shows up, and he looks real as fuck. <laughs> it's mm. so cool. I love it. Dude, We like that would be super dope. It's, you know? It is super dope. Especially being like super stoned. Mm-hmm. That would be. That's my favorite ride. 
Hands down. I, I, dude, I haven't even ridden this shit yet. <laughs> You're like, that's my favorite and, ride too. And I would love to to experience that. Yeah. I would love to experience buying a lightsaber. That's dope. I, I would get. Oh a, I would fuck, get, dude! Uh, that you have to do that. Too. <laughs> it's expensive, but it's worth it. I bet. Just the experience. I have a video on my phone of when I did it that I refuse to delete. I, you should not delete it. That's a memory. <laughs> it was so cool. That's a memory. That is that is super cool. Like I I, so whatever's blinking, you're supposed to fucking hit. Yeah, basically, okay. it's pretty straightforward. And like, oh, here, do this to do that. But all of the buttons are pushable. All of the switches <laughs> are flickable. They How may not cool do something, but it. it How it cool is that? Because I remember being in the Transformers ride, and you'll be. You walk in the line and you'll flip a switch here mm-hmm. and there. That is pretty cool. So, so for for, I'm telling you, these Imagineers, uh, Imagineers are, they're on point, son. Like yeah. they're, you know, like, and even the old ass rides and shit. You know what they say about the Winnie the Pooh ride? That that shit's an acid trip. Ooh. Like so, if you if you were to go on it, yeah, like, I wouldn't. Like I don't, I don't know. I would the most I would probably do is do shrooms at Disneyland and shit like that. Do you think they'll ever kick you out? Like if they're like this fool's fucked up. They'll kick you out if you get too drunk. Really? Yeah. Have you ever been kicked out? No, I haven't. Right. But I know people that have or have gotten like an annual pass taken away because of <laughs> Are certain you s- things. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's not the people who have had their pass taken away. It, I shouldn't say they deserved it, but it's I'm not shocked by what right. happened. So, right. They were like, probably like... Yeah. Like if you buy a, a beer punch. for an underage person, they're going to take your pass away. Oh, like if you break the law there, yeah. they're going to take your pass away. Yeah. But if you're just giggling imagine. on shrooms, like... You'll be but fine, this dude. guy's having such a good time. He's, yeah. having, he's yeah. a kid But again. if you're visibly drunk and intoxicated, they'll start like keeping an eye on you. Oh. For sure. But whatever. Damn. <laughs> Do you think working at Disneyland would be fun? No. No, no, not in the As capacity that it used to be. Okay, because you're not part of the experience. You're kind of a snitch at that point. You're kind of an enforcer, you know. As oh. a cast member, you're not interacting with the crowd in necessarily a positive way. You kind of need to go by unnoticed. Did you watch Imagineering? No, maybe in uh at on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I think they had interviewed the guy that's the, a train conductor. And I was so jealous. It looks cool. Or that the, is so the guy cool. that has to like clean the underwater stuff. Uh-huh. That, that job's cool too. Yeah, dude. It's like there's there's some pretty cool ass jobs like at, at Disneyland where I'm like, dude, these people were lucky, dude. Well, I mean, not right now, but like at the time pre pandemic, like that shit. By the way, dude, I don't know how. Do you think the COVID is weak right now? I don't know. Let me tell you this right now. I I have a friend. I talked to her recently, and she had told me, um, in that corner right there, if you need to. Okay, keep talking. I'm listening. Uh, Okay. So, I have a friend who, uh, who got the Rona, right? And she did not drink water at all. Dude, she drank Coke the whole goddamn time, and she survived. That person, st- statistically speaking, should not be with us anymore. How old is she? Twenty. I don't know. Honestly, she's in her twenties. Or uh, she's. I think she might be younger than I am. 
I never asked her how old she was. Um, no. Fuck no. <laughs> I've never seen this girl drink water, ever, since I've known her. It's only been Monsters and Coca-Cola. So, how how crazy is that? Like, that that person kicked the Rona easily. I, I mean, obviously, they're saying, they're saying that, that, um, they're saying that age is a factor. You know, this this person's in their twenties or so. I don't I don't know how I feel. It's such a because statistically, our president should have died. Right? Do you think he really had it though? Yeah, he got it. Yeah, but he also got the very best care that the most powerful person on the planet well, would the, get. He's the president, of course. You yeah. have to take care of him, make sure he doesn't die. And it's funny. I mean, for all we know, they cloned him, and he died. And, and like, you know, China was like, "Well, we can make you a new one real quick. Just, just fucking distract him for a week." Yeah. No, dude. I think it's funny what he said after, like, uh, post Corona. He's like, "The doctors said they'd never seen anything like my body before. They'd never seen anything like my immune system. I just got over it so easily." I'm like, dude, you're so crazy. Yeah. You're so crazy, you know? And there's people who are like, yep, that's my president right there. That's my president, you know? I think he, I think there are outliers because I do think COVID is deadly for most people. And if not deadly, then at least very compromising. Deadly for for most people? Like most people that get it die, you think? Is that what you're saying? I think that far more people will get it and have complications than will get it and recover fully. And be asymptomatic, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's a problem and it's a threat, but I think it's the unknown factor of that we're still, like, we're all different. Do you think you might have gotten it already? No. I thought I did earlier, but I think... Like, especially in the beginning. <laughs> I tried to fart on the mic. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get corona, yeah. bro. I think at the beginning, <laughs> everyone was kind of underestimating it. And then yeah. everyone understood that, oh, this is a pretty real thing. And now the the circumstances which we all live in kind of mitigated the spread. Mm-hmm. Like, we all are a little more aware that we should wash our hands more. We're wearing masks. We're staying distant. So it, it, it mitigated that. But I don't necessarily think i got it because i don't i don't know i I get sick every year i don't know (laughs) if i if i i don't know if i take it seriously or i have not taken it as seriously as as i probably should have i bite my nails all the damn time and i don't wash my hands as often you know but you're also in like a warehouse where you know your interaction with people is pretty limited um maybe until you take break I guess How, you know? when I was on breaks, I wouldn't hang out with people. I I do, and and even if I didn't want to, people would hang out with me. Oh, you're just cool. You're fucking. If I <laughs> everyone if I, wants to be your friend. If I if I have to be honest, yes. <laughs> if I have to be honest, uh, dude, I don't want to act like you know I'm the shit or anything like that. That's not what I'm. This trying is to, your podcast. You can do that. That's but that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm what I'm trying to say is like when people were hanging out with me, they would have a good time, and that's mm. why they gravitated towards sitting at the table that i was sitting at and but that's not it wasn't just me it was it was the cool ass people that were they probably didn't know how cool they were until 
we started asking each other questions, mm. you know, and I think that's that's the way it is with a lot of people until you start to get to know them. You don't know how how I think that's interesting how it is people for most are. people. I think when people you know. see someone like, oh, they're an asshole. I think they're projecting. I think that's an yeah. insecurity. Yeah, it is. It is. But there is there's always a dude at a warehouse or any job that takes it way too damn seriously. There's always that one person who thinks telling on people over the dumbest shit, um, they they always think that that's going to get them further in the company. Mm. It's going to make them look good. There's one guy at, at where I worked and and fuck that guy. I'm I bet <laughs> I bet he was I bet he was a good guy, honestly. <laughs> I bet you know what? I, I like f- from from being uh um the fuck? From from being um from maturing in my life and 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 understanding how people are um one thing I have learned is p- people are cool if you get give them the chance. <laughs> Most people are cool, you know. Um, they might come off the wrong way, but as soon as you talk to them, you're like, "Oh, well, this person just has these interests that might be similar to mine." And if you talk to them, like you get to know them more, you know. And I think I have learned to give more people chances. Hmm. You know, I think people are malleable. I think everyone's got aspects of their personality that aren't necessarily cohesive with other people but i think you can always find something to connect on Mm -hmm. you know there's always there's gonna be something but it's easier to not have to put that effort forward and just be like they're probably a dick yeah you know you don't have to get along you don't have to find a compromise right right so you don't have to be cool with everyone yeah you know and and that's fine i think that's why i like just hanging out with comics because for the most part comics are just trying to be themselves you know yeah sure there are people that are a little show busy and a little a little fake but i mean you're gonna get that in almost any job in right. general you know mm-hmm. you're gonna get those fake fucks but I, as far as my experience comedians are the most fun people to be around because they're the most understanding we take an objective look at the world around us and we try to find what's funny about it so we all have the same goal yeah is to do good on stage yeah I don't know. Some people don't feel like they have to. I don't really? Know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people think, oh, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I have seen some people who think that it's just, it should be given, you know, like it, it, they should just be a natural at it. Oh, yeah. Know? And, and when I first started, you know, I, I'll admit, like I, I was like, I'm one of the funniest persons at work. Everybody likes me, but it takes a different understanding of yourself to be on stage mm-hmm. to to be able to do it uh consistently you know being funny and being a comedian unfortunately are two different things i think because i think being funny is kind of given to you you know your experiences and your history gives you funny like you're not born you're not a kid and you're like oh i'm gonna be funny like if yeah. you're funny you're kind of just funny that, yeah that just happens it, it comes out naturally yeah without. but being a comedian is is taking that essence of funny and doing it with intention now and i think that's different so i think it's okay to think you know i'm i'm the funniest in the world i'm the funniest in the room that's fine because from your perspective you are 
mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that it's true or untrue, but the moment you do it on stage, now there's guidelines that you have to abide by almost. It, it's it's I think it's completely okay to be confident, you know, but just know with that confidence, you will have humbling experiences. For sure. And I've had plenty of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I've had a lot of learning experiences and shit like that. Um, damn, it looks like Joe Biden is, 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 is up, man. Is he? Yeah. I, uh, from what I saw, Prop 22 is, is going to pass. What is Prop 22? It's the, uh, the DoorDash, Uber, Lyft drivers. Basically, if you vote yes, you're allowing the Uber and Lyft companies to write policy instead of the government writing policy. So they're saying it's okay to pay their drivers and call them independent contractors and pay them less than minimum wage. Right. And so voting yes makes that okay. And it looks it makes like them that's going to be the case. It makes them not employees. Yeah. So they don't have to provide benefits. They Correct. don't have to provide. It makes it just kind of like a part-time, even less. It makes it its own category. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was. Um, Is that a good thing for you? Or? No, 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 no. It's not a good thing. You'd rather it be. Uh, I'd I rather voted, be no. an employee. I I voted no. I don't know necessarily. I don't mind being an independent contractor, but that isn't what was in the bill necessarily. Like their proposition, they're trying to skate by by paying the least amount as possible. Hmm. Meanwhile, they spent $200 million on campaigning for the yes, yeah. which seems to have worked. Um, you're talking about... Like, 22. Okay. You're saying uh, like Uber and all that same campaign for people to vote yes. Correct. Because they don't want to consider their people as employees. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's the way it was written. It also, it sets precedent. Because it's it's the it's only in California that that's on our ballot, is Prop Twenty Two, but it passing sets precedent for the rest of the country, mm-hmm. and for them to operate in that aspect, of not providing health benefits, uh, underpaying employees, um, under the guise of you get to choose your own hours. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> here's one thing that's not surprising: California's blue again, you guys. Yeah. Remember how people were like, let's turn California red. That shit's never going to happen. What's it that? will What's never Texas happen. looking like right now? Texas is is looking like it's about to turn red. Mm. It was it was there was a, a a moment where it looked like it was about to turn green. I'm cr- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Coors Light go third party. <laughs> this 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 podcast is po- brought to you by Coors Light. Drink more. Um no, uh uh it looked like it was going to be a uh, a uh, blue and it looks like Texans were like, fuck that shit. This is America. We're a republic. It's interesting when you when you click him and you see the the overall distribution of population and who voted red, who voted blue. Yeah. Um, because it's usually like if you click on Florida, Florida is very clearly red, mm-hmm. but all of their blue centers are poor areas. Yeah. And it, it, it's 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 almost a sure sign of like poverty and and <laughs> it's because a lot of people feel like um the the democratic party is there to help them in 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 that way that they're going to bring them out of poverty but in all honesty i don't think i got that 
rhetoric from them, though. I think they're just anti-red. <laughs> this it's, it's this black year, people that are mad at Trump. <laughs> this year, definitely. Well, it's not just black people. It's a lot of Hispanic people yeah. who are still holding on to the whole he wants to build that wall type of thing. And it's like, um, I get it, man. He's not he's not a likable person, you know. He is though. Look at look look at the map. Apparently, I mean, given the I mean, you look at the map, but look at the look at the stats here. It obviously looks like Joe Biden might be our next president. But there's still like we he's can't, getting really close. So how many how many? He's gotten the states for the most part that they knew he was gonna get. He the problem two seventy to win, and he's at two hundred nine. Right, but the problem is that there's still a lot of ballots that have to be counted. Yeah, that at the end of this night, we're not done. Right. Like I, I said before, oh, maybe, maybe not here, but like in 2000, we didn't have a president until January 2001. Yeah. We didn't have a president elect because they kept recounting and because mm-hmm. of Florida. So yeah. this was uh, the Al Gore days, right? Yeah. This is just a projection realistically. Like how <sighs> accurate has the projection been? Because it looks like it looks like Biden is well, the pro- crushing the projections. I mean. This is kind of what Hillary v. Trump looked like. Early Did it on. really? Kind of. Yeah. There was a fucking hair. I paid. I paid no n- n- no attention. I was I was at an an open mic on election night mm-hmm. uh, in Anaheim at a bar that no longer exists called Felipe's Bar and Grill, mm. and um, there was maybe four of us there. How did your set comics. go? How did your set go? The same way it always goes. You you have, dude, like, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. Let me put it like this. I invited a coworker who might be here, might be at Placida uh, this Thursday. Hmm. But um, because I, I've bonded with a lot of people. Um, <laughs> upon exit. <laughs> <laughs> upon exit, yeah. Um, uh, but this guy, he was telling me, he was like, I don't remember all the guys that went up, but there's... He was like, he told me that I did good that day, and he said, Frankie sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Frankie. I love you. Um, Frankie knows he's good. Yeah, he said Jonathan Tynes did good, and then he was like, I can't remember the other guy. And I was like, he's like, he was kind of like Asian looking, like Filipino maybe. I was like, you mean George Frito? And he's like, I think so. And then I showed him a picture, and he's like, yeah, that guy did good. You know, it's nice. So I I think um, and and it makes sense. You're you're very critical. Most people are very critical of, of, you know, how they're, um, you know, of their sets and stuff like that. And but you're a very sharp person. And I think Mm. that's a good thing. I I I appreciate that. I want to invalidate that. But I, I I've just been at it the longest yeah in our group that's all right it's, it's not that i'm a good comic or that i'm sharp like the only thing i'll give myself is that i'm quick but you know i was fat and i had to have a sense of humor because i thought girls wanted funny so <laughs> i just i would just don't tell me you got, you got into comedy to get girls no i definitely did not good i got into comedy because it's the only skill i have I'm, i only know how to be funny I that's good any well i thought i didn't have any transferable yeah. skills honestly being uh being a comic one of my favorite things is, is getting to know other comics and and I I consider myself very fortunate that I l- somehow ended up in the IE. Like my parents went from because my parents are immigrants. Son of a bitch, get the fuck away from me! Talking about his parents, not the fly. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, 
so my parents are immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm first generation American, you know? That's dope. So like my parents came from Mexico to give us a better life and shit like that. Um so what the fuck were they talking You're about? You're just talking about how you ended up in the IE, how you feel like yeah. you're lucky. So so they went from they came from Mexico and ended up of of all places they could have gone to Texas, they could have been to LA and shit like that cuz that's those are the biggest cities you would think bigger city, bigger opportunity. And they ended up in fucking well they first my dad ended up in Corona, that's where he met my mom. And then um they ended up moving to Riverside and we've been here ever since and it's like oh shit like like if it, it just by pure luck i guess this is where i grew up and i consider myself lucky because um because i ended up here and and i got to meet all the people that i know whether it be in comedy or wherever it is um here you know oh my god I drank a lot. I'm <laughs> no, not done. Didn't. I'm not. I'm not done. You <laughs> don't think I'm be. Done? You don't have a beer in your hand, so it looks like you're done. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I'm a little cold, but I'm good. I couldn't find my sweater. <laughs> go find your sweater. We don't. We can pause. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go get my sweater real quick. All right, good. Go ahead and keep talking. You so can what? talk to nobody. You guys want me to fill you in on the elections? All right. So talk about um. <laughs> talk about how the buddy system's go doing right now, and then uh, we'll elaborate on that. <laughs> I mean, buddy system is going pretty much the same way the rest of the world is going. It's kind of on pause because as personal, I guess, owner-operator, co-owner-operator of the buddy system, I, I don't want to be the one who holds a show where someone gets corona and dies. But on the other hand, we are kind of under the table running shows um but mostly because there's nothing else to do. Like there's no way to really formulate a joke and then work it out without working it out. And I'm definitely not going to drive to LA to maybe do jokes in a park until sundown. Like that doesn't seem like a great use of my time. I, I value my time a lot. So I don't want to waste what little I have of it. You know, because that's kind of how the buddy system started in the sense of like we wanted, you know, Aaron and I did this independently, but we were both kind of the same. We had the same perspective of I don't want to drive an hour and a half, maybe two, depending on traffic and time of day to do maybe three minutes because it's a lottery. And maybe, you know, I, I my worst journey was driving from Riverside to Pasadena to do a three-minute mic and i went up at like 1 30 in the morning and bombed my dick off it's not a big dick but i bombed hard and it it's it's a memory so just because the buddy system is on hold doesn't mean we've stopped working so that's kind of where the buddy system is at but it's also like uh the buddy system is just a name it's not necessarily an entity. It's It exists because we needed to name something so that people would donate money to us <laughs> because it's way more sketch to be like, hey, will you write a check to George or Aaron? And it's easier for them to, to 
participate and, and write a check to an, an official business. So that's kind of why it started. But, you know, buddy systems kind of on pause. We're all digital now, right now, right. at least. Yeah, so, it's all podcasting right now. Yeah, which is cool. But again, that's exhausting, too. It is work to kind of, I mean, on a good week, we have a show every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, if, maybe we should take our, <laughs> take our foot off the gas or something. Cause <laughs> that's not a bad thing, though, because I think consistency makes you guys better as, as either podcasters. And it also makes, you, makes it better as content. Because more people are going to want to listen to people who continuously put out content it's not a, like like my shit is like like i slow down a little too much and i would like to be more consistent i don't know i get excited every time i see a new construction uh pop up on my my feed well, so. th- thank you uh, i think the 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 longer I, I do it the better i'm gonna get at it and um I like this setup right here. This is cool. My my wife is cool with, with us doing it at inside, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like right here it just feels a little more freeing. We're chilling, yeah. Chilling, yeah. It's like, it's kinda like you Dude, just, we could we could have a fucking grill right here. We could start making dinner and shit. Look at like, that. The grills are right there, buddy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I I'm, I'm dude, I think one of my neighbors was making burgers earlier and mm. I was like Phew. I might stop by In and Out on the way home. What? Yeah. Damn, son, that sounds delicious. Yeah, get me some of those uh, democracy In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> you think In-N-Out is, is packed right now with all the people? Dude, In-N-Out are... is always packed. It makes me so mad that I know I'm going to show up mm-hmm. and wait 30 minutes. I, I've gone. <laughs> have you ever done this fat guy move where you're like, I'm going to go as soon as In-N-Out opens? No. You've what never done that shit? They no. open at 1030. Oh, do they? No. Yeah. I don't know. In and out's usually my like middle of the night kind of. No man, like if you ever go early in the morning, have that shit for breakfast, game changer. Never had In and Out for breakfast, dude. But I'm, I'm, I like McDonald's for breakfast. Do you? Man. I think I think eating In and Out is a, like for breakfast is such a damn game changer, because you'll you'll eat it probably like around ten thirty, maybe eleven, and there's like no cars really. Mm. So you go and you just your your most of your weight is for them just to cook your food. Yeah. You know, I will say that I have gotten like if I'm driving home from Vegas, I'll stop at in and out before we leave Uh, because, you know, like I could stop there. But I will also stop at State Line to buy Krispy Kreme. I've never had Krispy. Oh, I mean, other than like, yeah, I had Krispy Kreme. Dude, I fucking love Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I love doing it. I think that's my dad's fault because. My um my parents got divorced when I was like two or three, and on Sundays when I'd go to visit my dad, my dad would come home from work because he was a prison guard, so he'd get home at like six thirty in the morning. Mm. But he'd come with either McDonald's, but more often than not, uh, a box from the bakery with donuts and like butter rolls and shit like that. So mm. I I love me some pastry. I'll fuck up some pastry. Really? Yeah. You said I fuck up some pastry. Ooh, but like if you put a dozen Krispy Kremes in my house, it is work for me to not finish those mm-hmm. in by the end of the day. Really? Yeah. The whole dozen? Easy. Easy. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like realistically, a Krispy Kreme donut is maybe a hundred calories. So if you eat the whole thing, it's not that <laughs> like <laughs> I can burn twelve hundred calories before one o'clock very easily. Well, yeah, you're you definitely run a lot. Not were you were you um were you disappointed that you didn't win that run challenge that you guys recently did? Um Yeah. But because I know you're a competitive person. I am. That 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 is true, right? Yeah, I I am and I can be, but 
there was a point where I realized I didn't have the time and that was the only thing stopping me mm. was that I had other things to do and I couldn't dedicate the two hours I wanted to to go run. Mm. So um, going in, I, I wanted to win, obviously. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was more about trying to figure out what my long distance was for the future. Because up until that point, I was really only running two, maybe three miles. But now I know that a good run for me is five. Okay. Five, six, where pushing seven. It, where it's more challenging. That's yeah. What, that's when you know you're pushing yourself. Yeah. What was, like, your body was breaking down? What what happened? Um, No. Because at a certain point, running just gets monotonous, and and uh, I kind of lose interest around mile three, and it becomes a mental game now of, like, I could just turn around, but I'm not going to. Um, and when I was running, like, I would get to... S- I think the most I ran in the beginning was... In the beginning of the month, I'm saying it was probably six miles. Hmm. But then, you know, I have my whoop and then the next day I would be green. It's mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm physically, I'm good. Yeah. But because those three miles was such a mental challenge, I felt like I was emotionally spent. Mm. So my body had it. It was fine. But I was just like, I'm kind of overrunning. I don't want to do that again yeah. tomorrow. So it was more of an emotional side to the running that I hadn't really experienced before. Bless you. <laughs> so... it was um it was interesting i don't know i've running for me has always been a personal thing because running like rock climbing is always going to be as hard as you make it yeah you can always stop running you know yeah it's always but because i grew up fat like my mile times when i like in eighth grade was close to 20 minutes really yeah because i was fat i didn't have i didn't play a lot of sports i didn't have that push that i needed how how much did you weigh do you remember eighth grade probably like 180 pounds maybe 190 okay and um, and that was before i was fully grown so i was probably five foot four okay five three five four because i know when i was in when i was in middle school that's middle school age right eighth, yeah, eighth yeah, grade. yeah seventh eighth grade i think in seventh grade i was running a Nine minute mile. Nice. I can't even do that now. You know, people. I mean, maybe I they, can, but I, they, I'm not they, gonna. <laughs> dude, my my my, uh, my PE coach was like flabbergasted. Like they were like, "You're in the because they had it running by groups, right? Mm-hmm. So they had the slowest people go first, so they can finish early, or so they could finish around the same time as the faster people, because mm-hmm. uh, you only have about an hour for the class." So the all the slow ass people who were either lazy or fat as fuck would go first and then like two minutes later the next group would go. And the next group was people would hustle a little bit. I think the first group was like the twenty minute, thirty minute group, you know, where they were like, All right, you need to you're gonna walk a mile. You're not gonna run. You know. The second group was like, You're gonna jog and then the the, the third group was you're gonna run you know, you're actually going to have some pace to you. And the fourth group was, you're going to fucking sprint the whole goddamn yeah. time. I was in the third group. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've never had. But I was that. fat. That's dope. 
I knew a lot of fat athletic people. Like I knew this guy who was a wrestler who he would balloon up before season, like in between seasons and then get fucking shredded for, for the season. But naturally he was a fat dude, Yeah. but he was very athletic. So, but I wasn't that, I still don't think I'm that, but it is a mental game for me that I know I can push myself now. And that's why I I have a very love hate relationship with running. Like, Everybody probably interprets that you like to run just because you do it a lot. But I can definitely see you being like, oh, I really don't want to. But yeah. I, ha- but you I never do. will yourself to do it. Yeah, because I know I, I should. And that's kind of like when we go on stage, right? There's going to be times where you're like, I really don't want to do this shit right now. And you force yourself to do it. And it turns out that, you, I mean, regardless of the circumstance, you leave like learning something mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah, if... The way I see it, if you do it when you don't want to do it, that's when it counts. Because it's easy to do it when you do want to do it. That's that's not a problem. I'm drinking this bourbon way too easy. <laughs> you should. You're home, bro. Yeah. Fucking put it down. What is it? Buffalo Trace? Good yeah. for you, man. That's feel, a good one. Feel free to, to, to partake. Uh, oh, you did bring a gallon. I, I might have some after this beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Uh, that's what I realized right before I started working or before I really met Aaron. Um, I met Aaron at a good point in my life because I had, I shouldn't say I just, but I, I had broken up with my girlfriend of a long time. I was single for probably the first time in three, maybe four years. Oh, And okay. so I was, I was really just doing, focusing on me. And there were plenty of times where like I wanted to go up but i couldn't and then there were even more times where i didn't want to go up and i didn't and i hated every time i didn't because at that point i was only doing it once a week if i chose not to do it that day i wasted a whole fucking week where did you meet aaron you met him at the hideaway at the hideaway yeah yeah. so i i was um i was frequenting flappers i would say flappers in claremont was my home club and that's where i met a lot of the people that i still hang out with today and i had heard through the grapevine that there was a an open mic at the hideaway and i was like oh fuck that's super close to me yeah cool. yeah um so when i got there aaron was already doing his single man one man show of uh here, here's the next comic run upstairs bark for comics like i'm pretty sure he barked at me that is and crazy. i was like that's what i'm here for dude yeah yeah so that's how i that's met how aaron I met that's how i met aaron too uh, yeah. uh, like i had um found out about the hideaway because my wife did research for me because she knew i really wanted to do it she wanted you out of the house (laughs) you think so (laughs) she's like fuck dude so like i i think it's more of she knew that i really wanted to do it because the first time i ever got on stage i went to the ontario improv and i got on stage and i was like stoked you know and then my wife was like oh you should look up other open mics you know uh, probably the ontario improv like it's only once a month like what if they there's stuff around and i never thought of that so i found out about the hideaway and i went during the christmas uh the the festival lights and y'all weren't there you know so i found out that you guys were coming back in january so that's when i went and i saw oh interesting so you went there i saw when we lost it i saw the beginning when you guys got it back yeah yeah you know cool like i was like that was the first, I think when the first time you guys came back, I was there. Mm. So, you know. I remember making that flyer. That was the first time I really started, like, putting work into it. And I was like, oh, this has to be a thing. This We have to announce it this way. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, but it was cool because I was walking towards and and I and Aaron, you know, with like the little ass dreads that he had. He had tiny dreads compared to right now. Um, and he's like, "Hey, man, we got an open mic over here. If you want to check it out," I was like, oh, "That's what I'm here for," you know. But it would have been cool to like meet you guys flapper days. When you guys talk about flappers and shit like that, I'm like, "Damn, dude!" Aaron's been not cool. part of that class. Though. I uh, yeah yeah. I think I think you had said that you. Uh, God damn it! Sometimes Mongo. What the hell is this? Mike Gonzalez. Mike Gonzalez. He ran it, right? Um, later on. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I was there. 2012, 2013ish. That must have been fun. Johnny Gold was probably a part of that group as well, um, right? Um, I feel like I didn't see him probably till 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had definitely taken a year off and mm-hmm. then came back to it but uh yeah johnny gold has kind of always been around i don't remember meeting him mm. but i think i'm pretty sure i met him at flappers i'm so glad i started talking to johnny like he's he's a unique person yeah you know like i remember seeing him i'm like and we would say hi to each other just out of respect you know here and there but i never talked to him talked to him and just recently at beltran's mic is when he was just like talk to carlos you know and we started talking you know i like his perspective on a lot of things not just comedy but show business Mm -hmm. because he's very pro like hey man do your art like fuck these people do what you're here to do that's one of the things he told me uh firsthand he's like why are you like when you're doing bad why are you telling people that this is going bad these fucking people don't know you yeah you know and i was like for all they know that's your set yeah yeah, he's like, why are you telling people that how bad it's going? Like, th- they don't know you. They're not going to remember you. You know, just yeah. go to just, just like, go to work. Like your friend. Like, I did well, apparently, and he didn't yeah. remember. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. <laughs> right. It's, so it's like we overthink. We tend to overthink things a lot of the times, you know? Yes. Yes, he's reaching for the Buffalo Trace. Because uh, we haven't updated on what Texas is looking like yet. <laughs> oh, let me see if I can... I might have to close this and reopen it. How dope is this fucking setup? I'm not gonna. I'm, it's super cool, dude. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. this I'm not cool. gonna. I'm not gonna lie. This is. I'm really happy that I'm able to, that I was able to do this. All right, let's see an update here. An operational update here. Pretty stand, but look at it's, all these these states that it still have yet to really close their polls. And so it looks like you see that little red or blue circle with the lines drawn across it, that's what it's it's projected to become. Yeah. So out of all this, there's... But I will say early on, this like when everything started, Texas was uh, blue for a, a few, for like two hours. So a lot of these can change. Yes. And then, and then there's, there's a lot of, a lot of the ballots that still need to be counted. The, the thing about the, the thing that I, that I'm curious about is the electoral college. At one point, do they just be like, they voted wrong. Fuck it. I don't think it works that way. No, because I would. I would like to see. You don't think that's how it works? No. Who is the electoral college? I don't. So many people have tried to explain to me, and I kind of understand, but at the same time, I'm like, why can't you know? Why can't we just go by you know, the popular vote? Because the problem is population density. I get that. I get that. However. We're in the future now. You can, 
it's because it, I get it. It's about campaigning, right? It's about it's more about representation. Yeah, the the pro like the people that are pro electoral college is because the electoral college, while it has its shortcomings, its intent and its overall use is representation of the people. However, the people that are are against it, which uh, is I'm I'm one of them, argue that we are widespread and connected enough where you can elect by popular vote. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the problem is, I think I'm, I'm only for, I'm only pro electoral college because I don't have an alternative. Okay. Um, and in the sense of what it's meant to do, because like the electoral college is, is a, it's a Roman idea. Mm. It, it, it started in Rome because they didn't want, just rich people to have a say so they put rich people in their own they separated people by class and by income so that all the rich people that voted it still only counted as one vote mm -hmm. and then all the poor people still only counted as one vote even though there were more poor people than rich people mm. but rich people are the ones that are you know in they can essentially vote for themselves mm -hmm. and to prevent that that's why they separated everything but you know, you do run into these kinds of problems where, like, you have a giant state like Texas who arguably, if you look at the map, is more red. But if you look at, like, their big cities, it's all blue. So it's idealistic politics in the sense of, like, it's it's hard to really do anything that's a balance because everything has a shortcoming. So I've had legitimately a bunch of teachers... I've had a bunch of people that I've uh, that I've come to know. I've had about 20 people, including yourself just right now, explain to me what the electoral uh, electoral college is and I still don't understand. <laughs> you just finished you just finished trying to explain to me and and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I I get it that there's a reason that it's put in place and it's because of population because maybe somewhere in the middle of the country and shit like that they don't have as much people so they don't have as big as a, of a voice you know but it's like move to a bigger city if you want to want the voice but they shouldn't have to right is the point. I, I understand however we live in the era of technology where you can look up candidates online they don't have to rally in your city you know you can look them up and and, and decide for yourself I so, agree, but I think the problem yeah. with that currently is that not everyone has the same access to technology across the country. It looks like Joe Biden is going to win this shit. I mean, it... Because it, it says... he. All right, so you need 270 electoral votes. He's got 213, and Donald Trump only has 118. So if you're a Trump supporter... Are you sweating? Probably not. Because all these states right here, Texas, Florida, they have not been counted yet. But they have the lead currently. That's what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So if you it's add so it confusing. up. It's if, so confusing. And the Nevada, what, is no one fucking voting here? It's Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Because uh, Iowa had no no votes at all probably until maybe an hour or two ago. And everyone, like people on the East Coast, had already closed their polls. Because so. Nevada should be pretty close to California's time. 
They they run off the same time, right? Yeah, but I don't know if there's a lot of people that leave California to go to Nevada. You, all these people in Nevada are busy gambling, <laughs> having a good fucking time, shooting <laughs> guns and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember I saw in this was a fucking really tragic video in Nevada because they they allow um, fully auto uh, weapons, and there was this guy that was showing this like 12 year old 13 year old girl how to shoot guns and she was shooting like a, an uzi or some shit and it started off with semi-automatic and she was like tuh, tuh, tuh. she took a couple shots a few shots and the next thing you know he's like looks like you're ready for full auto he flips it to full auto she goes to shoot and he's right next to her and he fucking or she um you know couldn't handle the recoil and and uh, she shot back and fucking shot his ass. Shot him right in the head and died. And he died. So now this little girl has to live the rest of her life knowing that she killed somebody. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's that it's a terrible experience. Yeah, that's you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was bad training in his. Oh, so okay. Before you showed up, I was listening to Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and his coverage on this election. And he said they they had real some, solid coverage. There. Yeah, yeah, not not this bullshit <laughs> shit that we're doing here. We're a little too drunk for this shit, or I'm a little too drunk for this shit. But they had said that Pennsylvania is important, and now it's looking like. So I zoomed into the to a few state a few key states, and it looks like Pennsylvania is is going Trump. Yeah, I mean, right. do you understand? the now concept what? of swing states Be- before you you asked the question i was gonna be like nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand shit um so like pennsylvania there's they always talk about battleground states because for the most part traditionally speaking you can guess which way a, a state's gonna vote okay and so like no one was under any impression that california for example was gonna go red that wasn't even a thought right and so there are a handful of states, however, that it could go either yeah, way. Yeah, that they're kind of like, well, it depends. And those are what they call swing states. And Pennsylvania was one of those. Wow. Is it the people or is it the electoral college? It's the people. Because if you look, it looks like the vast majority voted for Trump. And I guess numbers speaking, they did. But if you look at percentages, they're not that far across. Because you they're could, not, you could, you could imagine that in these areas, those are big cities. There's more people. Yeah, those than are the cities. in these areas. Like if you go to Texas and you see the the difference between red and blue, you'll you'll see that the blue, uh, those are cities. It's it's Houston, Houston, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, those did Dallas. you say Houston? Yeah, that's how you say it. Um, and that's how you say it. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. George. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Houston. Like people say Nevada when it's Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. I, I yeah. can people go. People say Missouri, but only people yeah. from Missouri say Missouri. But it's Missouri. But it's Missouri. If that's you're from the there, that's how you say it. Yeah, but if you know how alphabets work. <laughs> <laughs> you're such an American. <laughs> that's not how you say it. If you know um, how alphabets work. But yeah, it's 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 urban places that are usually blue, of, and it's so rural places that are usually red. I, I would imagine that big cities are more democratic, you know, and these little towns are more, yeah, 
because it's echo chambers. So at when that you point. when you look at this, even though the whole country, I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Even though the whole state, <laughs> you should ease back on the the trace. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm here to have a good time, dude. I'm not allowed to smoke weed, mm. you know, unless I just let me buy your weed. Un- unless I unless I uh go with the uh with the fake piss, you know. So I just it's worked before. Yeah. Will it work before? Do you want to smoke some weed? Yeah, I'm always down to smoke some. Okay, weed, let me this see. This is this is America. My wife's <laughs> gonna be so pissed. <laughs> just tell her I smoked it all. <laughs> but I'm gonna smell like it. Oh, it's okay, <laughs> George. Uh, it only took you three beers and some some whiskey to talk you into it. <laughs> Isn't it funny that how I how I keep my weed in this little thing here? Everyone's got their speed. I prefer. Stash. I prefer people keep their weed someplace and put it away because I hate when I show up to a house and I'm like, dude, put your shit away. Like, what is this, dude, a frat house? Dude, first of all, I have a daughter. Yeah. She's one year, like, one years old. One years old, one year old. And, um, yeah, so how cool is this that I keep this shit outside? That's dope. Good for you. You're a good dad. You know what you wouldn't do is give your 13-year-old daughter an Uzi and put it on full auto. Fucking Nevada. That's so irresponsible and it's it, it really just comes down to a personal responsibility like he did it because oh, i bet this would be cool it's on video but mm-hmm. didn't think about like she doesn't have a tricep how about that that's like, exactly you, you like here's the thing i'm i'm all for for i'm pro gun same. honestly pro guns if you feel like you need to defend your family with it trust me i have a, i have a family of my own i would love to defend my family with with weapons you need a gun, bro? Do I do I uh, honestly dude um I will get one eventually. I just don't trust myself with one right now. You know? And um it's not I'm not trying to say that shit. I'm not trying to say that that I I'm going to shoot myself or anything like right. that. I just need to you be You think you think you should have proper training exactly. to hold a firearm? Exactly. And I think and I think that as an American citizen, that is a responsible thing to think about. Yep. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think um, like there are plenty of of gun handling courses that you can sign up for that a lot of people just choose not to. (laughs) Is this your first time, dude? You just dropping everything. (laughs) The trace. Uh, the trace, the trace that buffalo. The 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 trace and the the Coors Light in the America that's <laughs> happening over here. But um, no, like I'm pro gun. I'm pro, but like if you're gonna have one, know how to handle it. Yes, yes. Oh, know what it's like. Like if you're, like I, I guess you know to bring this back to bartending. If you're gonna be back there, know how everything works. Know what the use is for. Know how to use it, and know how to use it properly. And know when you're not using it properly. Like there are things to understand with everything like it's unfortunate i think that in order to buy a gun all you need is a proof of residence and some patience yeah you just gotta wait how long like two weeks 10 days 10 days 10 days i think it's shorter if you buy a long gun but like to drive a car i had to go to driver's ed i had to log hours i had to take a test like I think that's because you're Asian. Probably. Because I didn't have to do any of that. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm <laughs> no, just probably. Joking. You're right. <laughs> yeah. They were like, this guy needs training. <laughs> His eyes, he can't even yeah. see the lights. Oh, my bro. God, man. Do you see him widescreen? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, um, like, that, uh, guns are dangerous. And, uh, yes. And we yes. should know how to handle them. Cars are dangerous. Cars are Dude, if I break a bottle, I can make it dangerous. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. everything's dangerous. 
So you just need to be responsible with it. And again, it comes down to personal responsibility. And some people are just unfortunately not brought up with that perspective. And I think they should die. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think, okay, so I was, I was driving with my coworker, um, uh, shout outs to Jose Vega. Okay. So I was driving with my coworker, I was driving home and we had saw, there's a bridge right here Mm -hmm. off the La Sierra. Um, and like I had saw on one side, there was a bunch of Trump supporters on the other side was a bunch of Biden supporters. And I'm like, if you guys would to just smoke weed together, you'd find out that none of you guys are, are yeah, you're not all that different, right? You guys just chose one side that you agree with and there's good points to each side, I guess. And you guys are blowing everything out of proportion. You guys are both people and you're both on the same side. If you really think about it, you're not on the level of elites. If, if Biden wins, you don't win shit really. Yeah. You know, if Trump wins, you don't win anything really. You still have to live out your your life. If Trump wins, you get to keep your flags out. (laughs) That's about it, dude. That's about it. That's all they want. I think how, how much of a mind funk is it for people that have bought a pro Trump flags, pro Biden flags. And one side wins, (laughs) you lose. And now you just have a fucking flag, you know, like a don't tread on me flag. Yeah. It's like now you just wost your money. Yeah. On on someone who was a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really what it's like to have a Raiders flag. Damn. I don't understand the flag in general. Yeah. Like any sort of representation in that aspect. It's like, what? I'm sorry. Are you going to war right now? This you, is. Are you people? <laughs> this this is why I like fighting because it's you never see that. Whether like in the UFC, you don't see people with a Khabib Nevergametov flag you don't see anyone with a tony ferguson flag like don't give them ideas dude they might don't do it (laughs) it's like it's it doesn't make any sense because it that's why i love fighting so much because everyone loves it Mm -hmm. even without knowing that they love it you know like you can you can go combat is the oldest sport dude you can be driving down the street right and you can see two people playing one-on-one basketball and you wouldn't even look twice but if you see two people fighting you're like, you're pulling out your phone and you're like, Snapchat, you know, world star, whatever yep. the fuck the kids yep. say these days. You know, I, I like growing up in Hawaii because it, it's such a tribal culture. At least when I was growing up, it's such a, a warrior culture that like fights were always one on one that like even in high school, you would have two guys during lunch go into the middle of the field throw their book bags down and like it wasn't uncommon to see them throw kicks you know like square up and fight like that was some they yeah did they know how to fight no probably not this shit was straight mma and i was like i i i'm down let them bang it out (laughs) like fucking (laughs) i know plenty of dudes that that went to the park after school and just to bang it out and very rarely would it get to the point of world star where you're curb stomping some fucker that went out because yeah you're just trying to you know we're just kind of beef like fuck it dude let's go have you ever been in a fight yes what yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna take a piss okay um 
tell me about it right now uh talk about hold on i got a question right here that um you have a question you want me to answer 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 to the people i'll listen to it later i always <laughs> i know this sounds pretentious as fuck but i always listen to my podcast i love the way everybody sounds um let's see okay, what's what, your okay. question okay first scary movie you've ever watched and did it ruin your night First scary movie that I watched and didn't ruin my night. It that's weird because I um, scary movies still ruin my night. I'm kind of a bitch. Uh, I, I I'll start with what did. Um, I remember watching the original Scream, and the mask uh kind of sat with me for a very long time, probably till I was like fifteen. <laughs> and, and like still some days if you catch me off guard with that mask i'm ready to throw hands but i think the first scary movie that i saw that didn't ruin my night that maybe made it better oh wow it might be like insidious it might be like because my girlfriend now likes watching movies uh, like we watch scary movies every october the whole fucking month that's all we watch are scary movies and so it got to the point where i started enjoying them um, because I like that, that like, oh, fucking something's going to scare me. Um, and so I think it was just, it stopped ruining my nights because I had someone to share it with. And we started, I think on like insidious and Annabelle and those, like those films, but no, you know what? I take it back. Paranormal activity. That was probably the first like series of movies that scared me, but didn't ruin my night that I still enjoy. They're, they're terrible movies. But they're they're a fucking great time. They're like the Fast and the Furious of horror movies. They're fucking amazing. You know, like you watch a Paranormal Activity, you know what you're gonna get. <laughs> there's 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 no if ands or buts about it. You're in there for stupid jump scares and a lot of nothing. And the last eight minutes is kind of traumatizing. So that's my shit. I'm into it. So yeah, that's my answer. Paranormal Activity. Uh, however, the last like three are. Uh, garbage movies they're so bad but i still watch them because i don't know they've mastered the jump scare yeah it's it's cheap i know some pretentious fucks don't like the jump scare but that's horror uh, here's the thing i don't like jump stick jump scares because they actually scare the shit out of me <laughs> and i and, and just like you said dude i am such a bitch when it comes to to scare movies i get scared but i don't jump and i think it pisses off my girlfriend <laughs> i jump like a little I bitch well, I, ju- I jump i jump higher than i remember uh, i went to the to the queen mary tour this the haunted Ooh. queen mary scary tour uh, with my wife when we were just dating it was the, i think it was the week that i proposed but um <laughs> she almost said no <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna marry a bitch I'm out. <laughs> you know <laughs> but um it was it was funny because there was a point where the they show some shit like they show the pool down below you know it's trippy dude that that ship is crazy but um it's one in long beach right yeah yeah wrong beach yeah (laughs) but i remember i i squeezed her hand super tight because i was actually scared and yeah dude my wife was like yeah you jumped the pretty 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 because there was a point where the guy giving the tour like screamed really loud when it when it was like very intense you know, we, I think a gate opened by itself, you know, but it was part of the show, you know, they, you can tell. And, um, but yeah, but I, I jumped up and I was squeezing my, my wife's hand and she was like, wow, you, um, 
you jumped pretty uh pretty much like you know fag. You, you, she you called were, you a fag <laughs> she called me a fag without calling me a fag you know like she was like hey man like you need a man up if you want to be with me for the rest of my life you know do you are you like someone that lets your your fear kind of run your life do you like shy away from things that get, make you scared yeah hmm. i would say but if you would have to like explain how that is, like how would what would you say, like like if I didn't understand, do you that like question. heights? Are you? I don't mind heights. Height? I don't mind. They freak me out, but I find them more exciting. Like for example, if I were to go to on Goliath at Six Flags, that excites me. Mm. That's so much fun. Like I I hate heights. Really? Like you know when you look over the edge and your feet get tingly. Woo! I fucking hate that shit. Your stomach drops yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. and you're like, like, "Oh man!" I feel like I'm gonna fall off, even though there's a barrier. Your butt, I, your butthole tightens. My butthole's always tight, dude. <laughs> Guys, fucking love it. <laughs> I hate heights, but I, for me, my fear is usually how I know what direction to go. If that makes any sense, because. Like, when it comes to scary movies and scary things, I'm not necessarily a ghost believer, but I realized early on that a lot of my fears and the things that scare me are just in my head. And so, like, while I don't believe in ghosts, if we watch a scary movie and then I go to bed and it's dark and I stare at a dark corner for too long, I'll think that something's there and then I'll get scared. But again, that's just in my head. Yeah. And so, like, I try to talk myself out of it. And that's kind of how I run my life. Like, I, if I'm scared of something, I usually assume it's just in my head and mm-hmm. I go towards it. So, for example, probably one of the first things, because this is a recent realization in terms of, like, running my life over the this is probably the last six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate heights. And in order to conquer that, I started rock climbing. Okay. So that net, that fear of heights has never gone away you ever look down and you're like oh my god constantly, what constantly. The fuck especially am I when doing? i'm climbing outside i'm like dude why the fuck am i here like yeah. why am i doing this outside it's terrifying yeah like in on nature on, yeah yeah climbing, climbing <laughs> in nature and shit. are you kidding me yeah like you know the there's um if you take the 60 and you exit off valley there's that like rock quarry over there I would never drive that far to be physical. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go early enough, they there's actually like you can buy guidebooks or like REI and stuff, and they have um, routes that people have already set that, that okay. they they've bolted stuff in so that you can climb a rope and then clip a rope. How many people fell hard as fuck before they clipped the the right one? I don't know. They white for sure though, <laughs> <laughs> so you know they're all white. <laughs> it is white people do the craziest yeah, shit. Yeah, it's terrifying. They and play with snakes. My my stepmom used to watch. Um, do you remember a Sylvester Stallone movie Cliffhanger? Um, is that the one where he's like like this and he's like like breathing hard as fuck? Or is that Highlander? I think no. I, there's a scene like that in Cliffhanger, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. But all right, did you see Ace Ventura? When nature calls, yeah, the second one where the opening. Oh, wait, scene, wait, 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 wait! Is it where he has to cut the cut his his family member off the rope, or else he'll die too? The raccoon is that what you're talking about? In well, Ace in Ace Ventura, but in Cliffhanger, is that the the same situation? Because they're parodying it, right? 
Yeah, they are parodying that in the beginning. Um, what is it though? Because I'm yeah, obvious. he has to. That's like basically. I mean, every rock climbing movie has that cut or die. Spoiler alert! That scene, like even in a um, K two, there's a cut or die. Like that's that's standard. <laughs> cut or die, man. Who's yeah. the hardest person where you're like, I'm I'm gonna die with you. Honestly, if you're climbing like that and you're in that situation, I bet that the person you have to cut is the one telling you to cut. Really? Yeah, because when you're in that point where you're tandem climbing, like, for example, um, if you're climbing El Cap in Yosemite, mm-hmm. you're not doing that with, like, you're not doing that in a day. You're not going to get to the top with one stretch of rope. You're going to take that stretch of rope. You and a buddy are going to go up, and you're going to climb up to a point, and he's going to be belaying you for safety, but you're going to do that, like, 22 times to get to the top. So you think about, like, a 400-foot, so 200-foot climb, 22 times you know what no one ever talks about coming back down usually you just hike down right usually you but i'm telling you like what do you talk about (laughs) like dude that shit was crazy probably yeah we almost died for do you remember that one time that for i I thought i was gonna have to cut the rope on your ass (laughs) (laughs) but that's what i was getting at is that you're if you're climbing that one you trust that person two you guys have climbed together and three if you're in that situation that person also knows that you have to cut him or you will die okay two questions what's one person and you're like i'm gonna cut this shit easily like when i barely even need to realistically none because i need them just president donald trump no i'm just kidding i'm just joking <laughs> probably his wife dude yeah. oh dude no i'd probably be like we're both dying together no she's a beautiful she's, woman she's she's pretty but she's so fucking entitled is that what it is yeah it's weird dude, it's weird how entitled dude, she is. she's married she you was watched married, the new borat bro no she was married to a really rich man and then she was married to now she's married to the president okay so what about borat the, the new borat it's um i want to talk about it but i want you to watch it on fresh eyes so it's good i enjoyed it very much did you watch the first borat and enjoy it no oh you're missing out it's really do you are you a fan of sasha baron cohen i haven't really watched any of his shit oh he's very smart really he's very very he's he's british so he's got an interesting he's a comic he, or he's a comedian. He's a, a comedic actor. He's a comedian, I would say, but not a stand-up. Okay, I can um, I can see that. More like Colbert, less less Dennis Leary. He's his <laughs> own thing, kind of. But what he does, he's very good at. And because he's he's not from here, he's got a very interesting outside-in perspective on our culture, on our democracy, on everything. And he exercises that in both Borat movies and it, the satire level is leaps and bounds ba- in my opinion leaps and bounds above South Park and I think South Park is is good solid political satire so he thinks America is ridiculous like we're a we're a circus he think I, he thinks there's aspects of America that is definitely circus like and those are the things that he capitalizes on I, I honestly think he highlights it because he appreciates American culture. Okay. I don't think it's like him taking advantage. I think he's like, look, you guys are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But look at these crazy assholes that you allow to exist. Yeah. So yeah. I think he does it because he loves it. Okay. It's interesting. I can see that. He's very smart. He also did the, the Ali G show. 
I heard about that on HBO. Ollie really good in the house. Yeah, really, really fucking good. Really, yes, yes, very enjoyable. <laughs> I highly recommend. Wow. Stoned and not stoned in any in any form. Uh, any form. He's a very interesting character. Um, have you seen uh, Les Mis? No, but by the way, the fact that I asked that question proves why I tested positive. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It's a good when you're high. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's a different experience when you're high. Cause you know when, like when you're high, you're more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like with Borat, because a lot of times it's like unsuspecting people. You, you have this empathetic connection to the, the people involved in the acts. But then when you watch it stoned, it's, it's, easier to see the satire of like oh this is fucking crazy like he legit took a shit in front of uh, trump tower look at look at how crazy life is just by chance you can say some episodes of that show are cool when you're high (laughs) and some of them are not some of them are still good when you're not you know oh my god i'm super (laughs) free i think that's only crazy though um recently Mm. you know like if you think about if if America didn't have the its puritanical base, then things like psychedelics and 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 DMT and whatnot would be a lot more commonplace, and you would be looking for experienced experiences in both sober and non-sober forms. Does that make sense? Sort of, but I dropped the fucking... Yeah, no, you got hella distracted <laughs> I dropped the fucking lighter <laughs> inside the cooler, and I, I, I tried... I I'm just saying, like, out. like uh, the 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 fact that it's crazy is only because we're, we're a religious-based society that shuns kind of self-indulgence. Mm. Yeah, like, so how, how offensive is Borat? I didn't find it offensive at all. Well, I mean, how can you see other people finding it offensive? Because I know you're you're a comic just like I am. So we have, we don't really have a line, you know, like we, we can, like, for example, when Ari Shafir, when Ari Shafir joked around about Kobe Bryant, there's some of us where where we're like, well, he just did a bit that didn't work, you know, but there's still like, someone had to joke around about it. Yeah, you're right. We don't have a line. I do laugh at ridiculous things. Um, I think if. The people that are the butt of the joke will be offended because they'll be like, well, we're not all like that. You know, like he's making fun of a very specific brand of person, um, not necessarily politically based, but like, you know, maybe like a, a redneck where everyone kind of knows a redneck, whether you're Mexican or not. There's like Mexican rednecks. Those exist too. But then the people that are those rednecks are the ones that will watch something like Borat and be like, well, we're not all like that. That's kind of exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um. I think there was... Wasn't there a comedian on Netflix that had a special called Red Mexican? I don't know. I'm I re- not... I remember uh, seeing that. This is blasphemous, but I'm not a big comedy nerd. Really? Yeah. So, okay. So that means you don't really watch uh, uh, stand-up specials and go like, damn, that shit was artistic or that shit was awesome. I don't go into stand-up specials with that in mind. Like, I have a very specific lane of 
media that I like to consume. And it's not like I don't like to venture out. It's just that like, I know I like the shit and I'm going to get what I want from it every mm-hmm. time. Like I was saying when you weren't here that like, I value my time a lot mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily like trying new things if I'm not certain I'm going to enjoy it because in my perspective, if I don't enjoy it, it's a waste of my time. That being said, I understand that I can find joy in almost anything, but Uh I know that like if I go to watch too fast, too furious, it's ridiculous, but it's also ludicrous with like a fro and that's fucking great. Like I'm in. So yeah, I'm on the fence, I guess (laughs) in terms of the quality I like to consume in both movie and comedy. So I have a very specific set of comics that I enjoy. And if on a podcast that comic tends recommend someone, Mm -hmm. I may listen. Um, But if I'm not already a fan, I'm not a big consumer. I think I heard most of what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Just that I'm not a big comedy nerd. And if if it's not like Tom Segura, Bill Burr, like arguably mainstream, because there aren't, my, a lot of my favorite comedians don't have specials. Dude, can you believe there's going to be people who feel like that about, you know, their comedy that are going to feel about your comedy? That's not true. It's going to happen. Dude. It's not. It's gonna They're going to be like, dude, he's got this really dope podcast, but he's got like 80. So I'm sure one is supposed to be good. George, George, <laughs> it's going to happen, man. I'm telling you. I um, I have intuition. I've looked into the future. My goal is not really necessarily to be that prolific. Just stick around long enough where everybody else quit. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'm prolific. How? If that how makes sense. Okay. So how cutthroat do you think you have to be to become the president? Because I was talking to fuck. I can't remember his name, but I'm gonna call him Juan Garcia. Okay. Juan okay. Garcia. No, no, no. It was not Juan Cias. I know. Come on, dude. I know who Juan Cias is. This was a, a... Okay, so I was at Joe Beltran's mic, and he was one of the features, um, which I could look it up right now, but mm. I don't know if I can reach into my pockets right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he gave me some awesome advice. You should talk. No, I want to know what the <laughs> advice was. <laughs> well, I guess he, he's been doing comedy for the like for a really long time. He had told me like 20 years or some shit like that. Damn. So, like, I've never heard of him, you know? Yeah. But he gave me the most awesome advice. You're like, like burying the lead here. What did he tell you? <laughs> he, he Well, it's it, it was a handful. Of, I'm, I'm saying, like, talking to him was very helpful insightful. to me. It was very insightful. Like, you can tell that someone who's done it from 20, for 20 years is totally different from someone that's done it two years yeah you know you can notice a a difference you know Hmm. so he had told me like i i was trying to give him compliments and i can tell that he was just like look man i'm just experienced you know but you're kind of ignoring like if you want to take it serious like shit it's gonna happen it's gonna get weird people are gonna be weird to you and like how far you're willing to go you know, but when you get there, it's awesome. Yeah. There's nothing better than, than like, and he's talking about killing. He's talking about like, he's getting paid wherever the hell he's going, whether he's opening for Joe Coy or, or whoever it is. And he told me he, he opened for Joe Coy, you know? And, and he was like, 
there's no way to describe like basically what it's like to be in that situation i bet and this man um did like i appreciate this dude so much for talking even though i don't remember his name (laughs) it's fucked up right but, no, but no, that but actually highlights what we were talking about earlier about nobody gives a fuck. But here's the thing. There's going to be some of us who play that role where you're you're good, you know? Like, he got on stage, and he did the best out of everybody. And there, people on that show were people that I liked, you know? Johnny Gold was on that show. Brian Matthews, I like. He actually gave me a really good tag on one of my jokes uh, that night. Because I, I went up after KJ was done running the light and shit, you know. Um, but it was like that show had people that I like. I know it's gonna take you off your trail, but I have to say it about Brian Matthews is that he's really good at knowing what he's good at, yeah, and leaning into that hard and yes. getting the most work out of it. I'm, I don't know how he does it. Dude, <laughs> he's so dude, he, he's so good. I I don't know if I wish my brain fired the way he did. You know, because I I got off stage after a, a a set that typically goes how my sets go, where it's good for the first two minutes and then people get tired of my shit. You know, um. So he heard the beginning part of my set before I got to that point, and he found something in there that I could use. So he came up to me, um, which honestly, to me, that's an honor. Like, uh, this is going to sound gay, but to me, it's a it's a privilege to have a comedian come up to you and be like, you have something good that you can work on, you know, and here's something that you can consider doing. You don't have to do it. I understand it's your art and shit like that. Um, but he was actually trying to help me get better. And that means that I stood out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Brian Matthews gave me. Like I, I, dude, I told a joke that I was done with, where where I was just like, this is this is this is this, this works in a set. If I were to do this shit at the ice house, I'd probably have a good set at the beginning at least. And he found something else to add to it, and I was like, damn, yeah, it's dope. He, <clears throat> oh my bad, I I didn't pass this shit to you. <laughs> okay. He embodies um oh. the principle that I. The one thing I took from my church group and leading the group, we would always have like, I don't know what your church was like, but there would always be a leader. And then that leader would be kind of guiding the leader of said group Mm -hmm. and that in bigger and smaller locales. So like I was in high school, we had a high school youth group that I was the leader of, but I also was kind of being mentored by a coach who was also being at that point mentored in his own cell group by the pastor so there was always like a tier it it kind of ran down Mm. and so we would always have weekly meetings and my meetings with my coach consisted of this idea of keep toss improve and that's what brian matthews is to me like Mm. for him it doesn't matter if he killed or if he bombed he's gonna go home and think all right what do i keep what do I get rid of? What was useless? And how can I do that better? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no ceiling for him. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. And the fact that he's a principal <laughs> of a school, like, that is. I bet those kids are 
good students. Maybe not I, all good, I, but I bet. Right. A, I bet there's standards across oh that school. Oh my god! Yeah, those students have to have like trickle they, down economics is they, not real, but trickle down leadership. They is. have to get the best of, of of you know of who they can get. At least a few students, not all of them. Some of them are gonna fuck up. Yeah. Some of them are gonna be too high, too young, and and they're gonna tell Brian Matthews to fuck off because he doesn't know what he's talking about. But you know. And he'd be like, I get it. I'd tell myself to fuck I off. know, right? <laughs> exactly. So he's a special person. He's a special person. Hey, I have a self-indulgent question. What's up? You were saying that that comic that you were talking to at Beltran's mic, you could tell how he was different from everyone else. Yes. Is there anything about me that makes me different than everyone else? Or am I finding that still? I would say that, that you don't seem phased by the situation that you're presented with. And, and I think a lot of people show it. I show it immediately. The very moment I'm uncomfortable, I show that shit. And that's what makes me an open micer, you know? An open micer that's only done it two years, you know, during a pandemic. If you include pandemic time, you know, where we took that break where we were like, we don't know when we're coming back, you know? Yeah. Do we count that year? I feel like... I want to because that makes me at two years and, and <laughs> please. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to count it, I'm going to count it. Because I was, I was thinking yes as well, because while I guess I didn't have the output of material that I would want, I was kind of still actively working at it. Mm. You know, I was still like, that's funny. How can I make that? F-? I maybe didn't write it down because there was no outlet for it at the time. But I know that I've sat down for almost this entire pandemic and still worked through like yes. that's funny how do i work that so yeah. i still think it should count yeah even, just because i'm worse doesn't mean it even count. even sub even subconsciously you'll be thinking while you're working whatever the hell you're doing like swimming or some shit you're like would that ever work would that be something yeah or i'm like how do i make this something? and that's all we're thinking about is comedy yeah. all the damn time yeah so realistically so, i should count okay yeah no so, you answer my question there you okay. go it's so, a yes. So fuckers count this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer your question is, you've already worked that shit out. So that puts you at a level b- above us, you know. Who and and I recognize that shit, you know. Okay. Well, I'm trying to. I so ask, that's that's how you stand out, you know, because that was your question, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just asking because like Brian Matthews has found the thing he's good at and leans into it and takes advantage of it. And in my opinion, in terms like if we had to give levels like he's better than me <laughs> right, right like so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find i guess well let me put it like the this journey i guess george let me put it like this okay if if you feel like that about brian matthews like to understand what level i feel you're in you know from my perspective um let, let's say i agree with you that brian matthews is a, a, at a level higher than you i see you the same way where i'm like Dude, he's like a, at a way level higher than I am, you know. And I can actively tell you, I'm not. <laughs> it's just the six years that I've been doing it long. If you've been See, doing the, anything six years longer than you have now, you'd be exactly where I'm. Like I'm not special. See, that's the thing that 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 dude, um, Juan. Oh my God, <laughs> Juan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that, you should look it up out of respect i will right point. now i will right now but here's the thing that 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 he said that that i i fucking held on to he said <laughs> he said i have experience that's all i got where i'm like 
fuck. Some of us are just going to do it for the experience. You know? I'm going to look his name up right now. I think I am that. Like, I would... Don't get me... I would love the fame. I would love the success. But I think, you know, when... When that Juan Garcia, whatever this guy's name is, when he was it, talking about killing, yeah, that like his name is Juan Garcia. What's <laughs> up, Fuzzy? Yeah, I remembered <laughs> when it's so embedded in you, you remember. Yeah, but when he's talking about killing and then like opening for Joe Coy and getting paid, I think if he were to rank that, killing would be at the top of the best part. You know, I know it's right? nice to make the money. I know it is. Yeah. But I bet what he enjoyed the most was murdering in front of 500 Im- people. Imagine like the having feeling. this joke that probably the first time he said it bombed fucking hard <sighs> and then closing with it. What? Like, I bet he knows what it feels like. There's no replacement for that. There's, that's what happens. That's what I like. That's what happens when someone dedicates themselves t- for t- over 20 years. 20 or 20 or over 20 years that just seems so long but but once we get there dude it's it'll come natural could you imagine saying that like i'm a natural comic dude it is what it is i may not have been recognized I yet i'm a natural comic what are you talking you know about? <laughs> yeah but like if we were to like believe in ourselves that much where, we would, <laughs> where it would happen because it's gonna happen dude like the uh, you're so optimistic i love it i know man i just <laughs> lost my job you <laughs> <laughs> you you know i just lost like my job homeless people are the happiest people dude i, I just oh imagine they haven't <laughs> killed themselves you know but but honestly like like i lost my job because of weed and i just took a few you know rips <laughs> you know but but i i agree 100 percent, dude it's i think um you think it's gonna happen i think it's gonna happen dude with a with a lot of us you know i think i'm gonna be there you know, I don't think I'm going to blow up. I, I just don't see that shit happening. I think I think comedy gets romanticized a lot. Yes. You know, I, I think I think I'm going to get to the level where I can take care of my family. Yeah. Not not even like just enough for for my wife to be like, all right, my husband's a comic. You know, like I'm a, I'm going to get to that level. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to get to the level where my wife is like, hey, y'all, everybody, my husband's a comic, you know. I hate what my girlfriend tells me, tells people that I'm a comic. Really? Yeah, because I feel like people expect you to be funny. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to be funny. But, like, when they expect it, it's like, I don't, I'm not here to perform. I'm just trying yeah. to fucking hang out, bro. Dude, I, because at my, at my job soon, then previous job, um, I, I, they made me a trainer, you know? So, <laughs> so I was training this one dude who would not i've never experienced a human like this this will would ask a question every 30 seconds i'm trying to i'm working against the clock because i'm trying to get done i'm trying to look good you know i'm trying to take pride in what i do you know i'm a nerd you know well anyways he um i swear he was slowing me down to the point where it was frustrating me you know was he dumb or was he genuinely inquiring he was the nicest guy <laughs> he was if if there was a curse that this man had it was that he was too damn nice you know like he seriously like wanted people to lo- love him so goddamn much like he would ask i would be driving trying to unload shit like i would be trying to unload some dryers or whatever 
and then this fool would be like, hey, Carlos, let me ask you a question. I swear, dude, it takes, okay, it takes about, I, I was pretty skilled at driving, you know, a clamp and shit like that. So it would take me about, I don't know, not n- no more than a minute to take four dryers out, you know, with a clamp. Um, One at a time, or you pick up like all four? Four at a time, nice. you know, and I would maneuver away to, because they would come three in a row. So I would take four out and there would be like a stack of, you know, of, of, of just one. Mm. And then I would skip that one, grab four and then move the other, whatever. Yeah. I you got know? you. Yeah. So like you get, um, where was I going with this? <laughs> You're talking about how that kid was wasting your time. Okay. So, but you didn't answer if he was dumb or just trying to, he was, he was just too nice, <laughs> dude. Like I would be working. I would be in the zone and this fool would seriously stop me and be like, who are you voting for? I was like, dude, that has nothing, that has nothing to do with this job. (laughs) You know, like I'm, you're supposed to just watch me right now and figure out how to do this job. And you're asking me questions that if I get deep into, we're not going to (laughs) work. You know, this fool was like, who who are you voting for? I was like, it doesn't matter, dude. (laughs) What kind of gas mileage you get on that GLI? Dude, I tried so hard to divert him and and show him like give him other tasks. Dude, I he he asked me who are you gonna vote for, and I was like, I can't vote. I'm a felon. <laughs> and then and then uh, that he, I, I thought he was gonna be like, oh shit, all right, my bad, you know, like, and I was gonna keep working, and he was gonna start to pay attention, and then he goes, so what did you do? And I'm like, first of all. I'm not a gangster, but I know you're not supposed to ask that <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, I have I have intuition where like for you know you're not supposed to ask that question. But he asked me and I was like, dude, honestly, I'm not a felon fool. I just need to get to fucking work. Like, <laughs> you know? Like and you need to pay attention, you know. So but yeah. Do they still work there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you just like, all right, have fun. I don't know. Cause, dude, while he was there, dude, he was telling me like of other jobs that were trying to hire him, which is the most white guy thing to do. Like to go into a job and be like, just so you know, I'm desired other places. That's true. You know, there's only one dude at my job that I ever really hated, mm-hmm. and he was a white dude that would do shit like that. He was like, yeah, I could have worked downtown, you know, like my friend owns the bar. I'm like, then fucking go, yeah, bro. like, <laughs> yeah, but we're like, but th- I'm gonna give this place a chance. You know, that's that's how his mentality was. But, dude, like, he was not going to last there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to choose somewhere else to go. And I tried to convince him, too. I was like, yeah, full fuck this place. Like, <laughs> 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 they only give you two breaks? That's fucking yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, man. This is fucking, dude. They, they Amazon p- gets six. Yeah, dude. Like, and, and you get stock in the company, dude. <laughs> fuck, fuck this place. You know, um, but but yeah like yeah he's not gonna if he was um if i see him on friday he does oh not God. get a construction ahead sticker i might quit before <laughs> i find out the results you know <laughs> i might not be eligible for unemployment how long ago did you see this kid sunday oh wow it's now tuesday <laughs> so yeah and then what's funny is like <laughs> I trained him on Saturday for the first day and oh my God, people were so, it's so crazy how this world has different types of people, Yeah, you know, 
but so it i trained upset dude i trained him <laughs> i trained him on on saturday that was the first day that i met him and he asked too much you know he was about to be like when'd you lose your virginity you know <laughs> and shit like that <laughs> you're about to be like i didn't yeah <laughs> bullshit <laughs> i rocked that shit all right <laughs> why do you think i got a kid you stole it yeah i stole it like the no, minority no. you are dude i could have stole a stolen a baby once <laughs> as a matter of fact this week i could have stolen a baby yeah boy but or girl it, anyway girl a hmm. uh, big money <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking ransom <laughs> shit i'm talking move my my family out of this apartment <laughs> pay off my gli <laughs> <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> paid off my gli and still had money to play around with Jesus, weird flex, bro. I know. I had Stealing the op- white girls, huh? <laughs> black girls. Oh, <laughs> it was a black baby. You know, he got that dude got so lucky, dude. Well, I went to go uh, get my drug test. <laughs> Tell me why I'm fucking outside waiting for my manager to pick me up. You know, and he, my manager knows. So, like, he asked me straight up, "Do you think you're gonna pass?" And I was like. I don't think so, man. <laughs> you know, and he's like, so you're just going to roll the dice? And I was like, are you telling me there's another option? <laughs> and he's like, no. I was like, why'd you ask me? You know, so we're, he, he, he went to go pick me up while I was waiting for this fool to pick me up. The clinic is probably less than a mile away from where I work. Like, literally, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know this shit was here, you know. So I'm close by and this dude pulls up in a, in a Honda Accord. You know, rolls down, windows roll down, black guy, do rag, basketball shorts, (laughs) going in to go get a a drug test, you know. And he pulls up, you know, in front of me and he goes, you going to stand out here for a while? And I was like, what? And he he goes, are you going to stand out here for a while? And I was like, well, I'm just waiting for my manager. Why? What's up? He's like, hey, man, I need you to do me a favor. Like, is it cool if uh, I just want to know how long it takes to... uh, to get the drug test you know like i'm gonna go inside and just ask him how long the wait time is can you watch my baby i don't want to take her out of the car <laughs> and i was like what you you don't know who Would you i ever am? do that with your daughter no <laughs> never never am I, I don't care if i'm a single parent or sh- some shit like that i'm carrying my kid this dude was like i don't want to take her out of the car and i'm like <laughs> she's dude, sleeping Dude, well, she wasn't sleeping. I know this because she started crying. I was like, and and my daddy, you know, instincts kicked in. And I was like, don't cry, baby. Don't cry, you know. <laughs> so, like, it was, but it was like, dude, I, I could have stolen your kid. Like, some people should not be parents. I mean, he's just rolling the dice, you know. <laughs> I know, but, like, you're going to roll the dice with your kid. For Imagine being on the news being like. Maybe it wasn't his. Maybe it was a DoorDash order. A kid. Oh, he. What if he was delivering this kid to like a, uh, 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 you know, you know how they're kidnapping kids and shit like that. Gonna make it sad. It would make it sad, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like if you went, if you were dealing drugs, would you be like, hey, hold this real quick? <laughs> you know, you never know if that person's like, I know what this is worth. Yeah, you know? hold this. No, yeah. I'm gonna go sell it. But but I did it, dude, and I didn't. And if my manager showed up, well, I had no idea if I was just gonna leave that kid. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I was gonna tell my manager like, "Hey, man, look, listen, I don't think I'm gonna pass, but I gotta watch this kid real quick." You know, like, <laughs> how long was the wait? Did he at least come back and tell you? He came. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. I knew the wait time because there was someone that walked in like right as I was walking out, 
And the lady was like, just so you know, it's a two-hour wait. And I told him. I fucking told him. I was <laughs> like, dude, it's a two-hour wait. I, I, dude, I just heard it. You know, I he heard still it. Went. And he still was he like. He just needed some me time. Limp. He didn't believe me. He, he, <laughs> I was like, dude, trust me, dude. I'm not trying to be, a, you know, I'm not trying to avoid you. I have no, no shit else to do for. I'm waiting for my manager, but I don't know for how long he's going to take, <laughs> you know. I could have taken his kid. <laughs> you could have. I could have. And I could, she would have had a better life, apparently. I could have had another daughter. For like my my <laughs> and and this kid. You just show up, your wife. Can we keep it? Like a little puppy. <laughs> yeah. This 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 baby was probably like six months. Mm. It's like so that shit would have been difficult. Young enough to make her your Cinderella. Yeah. Or like your your fucking Snow White. She could have. She could put. Could have became my daughter for sure. <laughs> you know. But here's the thing, dude. At that age, dude, it's hard to take care of a kid. Why? Because they don't sleep when you want them to sleep, you know, and they'll cry and you don't know what the hell you want, what they want, you know? I mean, you figure it out eventually and shit like that, but... Like, fuck, I haven't fed you in like three days. I guess you're hungry. Oh, uh, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> you, you always want something. <laughs> We're fat. Get over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but for real like yeah that that guy was crazy to do that shit yeah that's fucking insane i'm a strange he but he got so lucky that he, he looked trustworthy he, i guess i guess he could sense your dad vibes probably is that yeah, it's and like I, a, it's like a gaydar for dad as as he came dude he came back out right as my manager was pulling up it was perfect mm. it was it was like the, uh like it was like like that interaction maybe that was the drug test and like yeah he didn't leave so the, i guess he passed that, imagine they're like he's a good guy <laughs> positive oh negative negative <laughs> you know but yeah it was like i don't know and then as I, I was leaving i was like it's all right man i understand i have a daughter too but i would never do that you know, I would never be like, hey, you're, you're standing here, right? You're like that other guy. You're just too nice, bro. You're just too nice. He said, he said, are you, are you going to stand here for a while? Could you imagine if I wasn't? Or could you imagine? He if treated like his baby, like his bike. He's like, yo, can you just watch this real quick? I had to take a piss. For real. For <laughs> real. It's like, Someone's dude. probably stolen his bike. They're like, no, dude. Oh my God. I don't know you shit. Honestly, I probably would have lied. Be like, no, my ride's almost about here. Really? Yeah. Is that what you would have said? Probably. But I felt like I got good karma, so I might pass that drug test. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. It's not gonna happen. I don't think so. Do that, that. Yeah, you don't get karma for watching black babies. Yeah, that shit. That shit. Um, what do you call it? I pissed so hot, I almost melted the fucking cup. That would have been great. I know, right? <laughs> so did I pass? <laughs> They're like, well, we've never seen a sample like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, is someone burning plastic in the other room? Ill. <laughs> George Frito, we did almost three hours, dude. Oh, that's crazy. I know, right? Did I answer all your questions? We didn't even get to them. Huh? Dude, my, dude, we've been here so long, my computer died. <laughs> you know? That's that's awesome, dude. Um, This was fun. Dude, this was very fun, especially towards the end. I hope, uh, dude, I hope at least one person fucking listens to this shit. <laughs> Nobody will. You know? You check your stats, dude. I heard you say you didn't check your stats. I don't. You should. I don't want if, to. Especially if you're going to push consistently. There's no reason to not. If you made it this far, you're lucky, you know, because this I think this is the 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 epitome of of who two people can be, <laughs> you know, hanging out too late 
too drunk, too fucked up. It's not even that late, dude. It's 10 o'clock. You're such a dad. Oh, you know what? It's the time change. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's the time change. 11 o'clock. You know, which has been... You it know started what? getting dark and it's like, fuck, am I late? Dude, it's <laughs> been it's been a godsend right now, like having my kid because my daughter falls asleep an hour early. But in six months, well, that's just going to suck again. Yeah. I know it, you know, but, but definitely, I, I don't know. You got any closing thoughts, arguments? Uh, no. I mean, we won't really know who wins this election. Especially because my computer died. For at least, <laughs> for at least like two to three days. Yeah. They're going to say it, it's, it's assumed, but no one, like Congress isn't going to certify a president until probably next Monday at the earliest. So I it's, just hope uh, we can all love each other. It's going to be so scary, dude. Please, please, please. Yo, for real, we don't need any political jokes at any of the mics. Dude. We don't. <laughs> no. We really don't. We have a lot. Yeah. Get, gonna... Tell me your little dick joke. Yeah. Tell me your Tinder joke. We don't she need the political Use them joke. shit and fart jokes again. Yeah. yeah. Okay? We he need... tried to fart into the yeah. mic. I... <laughs> I'm not a pro yet. It's going to happen <laughs> one day. I'm going to have a good one. Dude, you're going to need a separate mic. Just keep it down there and unmute it when you know you have nah, to fart. Well, I'm the only one that's going to talk into this one. So but I'm just saying it's, it's for my, speed purposes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Have it right. These are mesh seats. <laughs> You'll Maybe it rattles better. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, it's been fun, dude. Thanks for having me. Uh, follow me at the George F. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to check me out on Instagram and uh, Twitter and and stuff. Uh, also, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I guess I'll announce it here. I have a a podcast where you can learn about Hawaiian history, and that's gonna come out on uh, December fifth. What? So the first episode is gonna be dropping. We're gonna be learning about King Kamehameha. Oh my God! Is that an exclusive? Is, is that an a, exclusive? It's a construction so if, ahead if exclusive. If they made it here, they just got a drop. What? I wish I had party horns or something. <laughs> yeah, that is that is so cool. You guys, please check that shit out. It's called if, the Pacific Express. If there's anyone checking anything out, you guys, if you've stumbled upon this shit, listen. Listen to the Buddy Cast podcast and all that good stuff. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to end this shit right here. Thank you guys for listening. If anyone is out there um, and listen to all my friends ideas and podcasts and follow me on instagram at los patino comedy thank you so much this has been the construction ahead podcast